0: hello and welcome back to the just for us podcast brought to you by bleakly the best place for discussions and entertainment news that matters to you sit back and enjoy
1: welcome back everyone hello this is episode 10 wow i know it's been a decade (laughs) podcast decade What a milestone. I know, so exciting. Um, we took a little break. Everyone's been a little under the weather. <laughs> we only had
2: three three prevalence <laughs> today.
1: <laughs> no worries, stuff to talk about. Yes. Um, do you want us to start off with Emmy's that were last weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that flea bag sweep. Ugh. So great.
0: Yeah, I well, I was more excited about the Game of Thrones. Because mm-hmm. I know how upsetting it was for a lot of people. That they won. That they won a lot of things. And yeah. I just was, like, so overjoyed.
1: <laughs> so I was yeah. okay with them winning, like, best drama series. Because I yeah. agree, like, like, you know, <laughs> considering it was the last season, it was kind of like an yeah. achievement award, I want to say. I, I guess. But they didn't get writing, which... The writing was awful just, the last Which season. is too
0: bad. I really yeah. would have. That one would have, like... <laughs> that would've I would have <laughs> celebrated that night. That would have been, like, the world's... Just to see I,
2: everyone lose their yeah, mind. just
0: to see how upset the internet would be <laughs> at that show. Because That's it, obviously, funny. I don't think it deserved drama either, but... Yeah. The fact that it won made me, you know, I smile.
2: Has it won before
1: Best Drama? Mm, maybe? I know Peter Dinklage has won before. Yeah. But I don't know if the show... It must have.
2: Right? Like, it did its first season win. I'm going to look it up, yeah, okay. but it seems like, like like if it didn't win, then like uh, previously, then of mm. course it would.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, it's one drama, but like in the years, like almost mm. every year. Oh. Oh, nice. so
2: it's, okay.
0: For the last, for the last couple of years. <laughs> so they didn't years.
2: need this one. <laughs> no, they didn't. There is something to me though that I kind of love in award shows where mm-hmm. it's like somebody who's won a lot for the show and then in their last season they don't win. Two other drivers?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no
2: offense to her, but, like, there is something about that that I kind of love. It's yeah. just, like, yeah, it was your time to leave. Like, yeah. N- and then it's, like, a f- like that's kind of what happened with, like, Fleabag. It's, like, yeah, mm-hmm. here's this, like, fresh new face yeah. that is, like, shepherding in a new era rather than, like... Yeah. I- you know, nothing... It's not anything personal against Julie Lou Dreymas, mm-hmm. but there is something really, really boring about the same people winning every year. Right. And for she won ball. so much. And, like, she won again. She won for years that were had really, really strong competitors Mm -hmm. because I was always pulling for Amy Poehler on Parks and Rec, and she never won because she was
0: always up against, she lost to
2: Louis, Louis, Julia, Louis, (laughs) like three times. times. (laughs) GLD.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's it's definitely like, I don't think if you won before that it's, like, you, that you have to get one just because yeah. it's your last season. So, the fact that, like, mm-hmm. Fleabag got it. Like, I, I haven't watched the show yet. It's mm-hmm. on my list. But I know. <gasps> Sorry. I know. It's embarrassing. I, I'm trying event. not to be
2: that person that's like, you haven't well, seen Well, be that but, person. Well, I was that-, incredible. Incredible. I was that person a
1: couple weeks ago. I, I just recently watched yeah. it and I binged it. So, uh-huh. I was late to the game. <laughs> but I definitely get... I mean, she's amazing. The show is amazing. Mm-hmm. And... Because she said it's not coming back. It's, it's been two seasons. But... I was reading because Amazon studio boss are like, oh, it might come back. Like, we hope it's not done yet. Like, I don't want them to force another season just because it did well in the awards and it's going to be, like, a really shitty third season because, she doesn't want to write it anymore. So... I think she has more
2: artistic integrity than that. And, like, she clearly has a plethora of opportunities. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like she has to do that. And it feels like such a personal... Because it came from, like, a one-woman stage show that she did and then adapted Mm. it into a TV show. So I feel like she wouldn't bother doing another season unless she felt very inspired to do that especially because like the first and second season are so different from each other Mm -hmm. and have this like very strong like through line narrative so it's like I think she would need that inkling so I mean and also I still think that she's incredible so even if she did do it for money I'm sure it would still be great yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) because she did ink like an overall deal with Amazon right So so I'm excited to what what comes next from her as well. Everything she's done so far has been great, so... (sighs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) Just keep it going, Phoebe. (laughs) That second season of Broadchurch. Oh, yes! Is
0: that her as
2: well? She wasn't... She was just like a like a small character mm-hmm. in yeah. it but very impactful she plays like the um defense lawyer or wow. like one of the defense mm-hmm. lawyers uh and she's so funny she's a scene stealer in it like yeah. you can tell just from that her like small bits in that that she is a star yeah
0: yeah i mean she was like one of the only two things i liked about rogue one so yeah you know i <laughs> l3 oh, she's so good oh i, <laughs> I was forgot about assassin.
1: that, but that was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> other joyous wins bill hater yes.
0: god i love that that like he was so incredible yeah this past season like i felt like he outdid himself
1: that season was just it was just wild it's mm-hmm. a roller coaster because mm-hmm. you i mean of course like you're like rooting for him you're like yeah he's trying to like turn his life around but then he like goes in this building and just kills everyone. But yeah. you're all like, I was still like rooting for him. Yeah. It still I, I does
2: that. It's still so funny to me to think about. this, like, goofball guy being Barry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, Stefan is the same person (laughs) as Barry. Like, the fact that he can That's an actor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a versatile Mm -hmm. person. And I feel like he just is so humble about it, and it's just like, oh, no, no, I I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm awful.
1: (laughs) People... It's funny you say that because, I mean, of course, I remember he was on SNL, and, you know, he's been like the goofy guy in the past but i just completely kind of blocked that out of my mind Mm because i'm thinking of him as in barry like he's such a good actor i mean of course he was good in snl too but it's such a different person that we're seeing now Mm -hmm. he's
0: become like this auteur
1: yeah really yeah
0: i do feel like comics like great comics make for great actors Mm -hmm. they always have such a great sense of timing and everything that's true um but that combined with like he's just skilled as a writer and behind like as a director too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like this guy just does it all. Like he's another one wow. of those like rare gems I feel like in Hollywood, and it Fair seems right. like you know he's a good person. There's no drama. Guess, There's yeah, come exactly. Out. So far, not one.
2: <laughs> yeah, because did you hear like his subtle nod to his wife too in this in his speech? I don't remember. Cause he his wife is Maggie Carey. And so she mm. must have directed one of the episodes. Mm. So he, when he was like calling out, like he was calling out the directors and how great they are, uh, and he just like added her like in like in the middle of that oh. list. You know? <laughs> like, it was very like you know it's like an acknowledgement, of yeah. just being like, but acknowledging her like not as his wife, but as a talented right. director, which yeah. she is. She made the to do list. If anyone mm. ever saw that with Aubrey I Plaza, that. yeah, but yeah. Was, like, a decent movie. Yeah. But I thought that was cute. And I liked his whole take of it, of, you know, like, really nodding it to his Alec Berg, right? Is that his name? I think so, yeah. And his response when he's like, was that good or not? (laughs) (laughs) Like, Yeah, I think we got it. It's time to move on. I'm like, I appreciate that.
1: (laughs) It was a good year, the Emmys. Michelle Williams' speech, I'm so glad that you know, she, like, went for it and, like, You know, good for her. I really like her.
2: Well, it was nice also. I'm appreciating the... It was kind of going off the thing we were talking last time with Mm -hmm. Adele Lim Mm -hmm. and the transparency of, like, what are these people actually being paid? And so for her to acknowledge, you know, like, I got paid an equal part or, like, Mm -hmm. equal amount, which she should have. They're obviously equals in that show. Um, So it's... Yeah, it's, like, nice to see that, like, progress Mm -hmm. uh, or to acknowledge, like, this is what the results are when you do that.
1: And I think the way that she phrased it or how she said it, too, because I think a lot of people, a lot of people who have issues with the whole, oh, they're already getting paid so much money and blah, 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 just complaining about not being paid more. Because she said, you know, if we ask for a certain amount of money to do our job, like, to do what we do, like, listen. And that's that's so true it's like it's their craft it's their work it's their time like you can't like being undermined on that is no matter what you do for work if it's like i feel like i'm you know worth this much and then your boss says no you're just worth half of that of course it's going to be an issue Yeah. no matter how much the money is so i love the fact that she put that in there to you know to give perspective like this is what we need to do our job like this is it's not just for greed it's like what we
0: are worth and it's it's just like relative to the product and how much this Mm -hmm. product makes and and your contribution to it yeah i feel like when you're the face Mm -hmm. of a project you know in the way that she is it's like well yeah then you deserve to get paid in accordance with how much money this thing is bringing in that you're working on so.
1: I really like her. I love her and Busy Phillips. I was friendship. just <laughs> going to bring that up. Like watching, like seeing Busy Phillips in uh-huh. the audience, just like being, an, like as
2: someone who is obsessed with my friend, like my friendships, mm-hmm. like I, I just, I love people it's, supporting I each know. other. It yeah. <laughs> makes me I happy. also just
1: learned that Jake Gyllenhaal is Michelle Williams. um they had a daughter with Heath Ledger or their or son, but their child's godfather. Oh. Because Heath and Jake were very close. Yeah. Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. That's yeah I was going to say, that's, that'll get you
0: familiar. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I love that movie.
1: But yeah, otherwise, I mean, the show was fine. It was a weird broadcast. Yeah. It was not fine.
2: It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. This whole, like, trend of no host. Uh-huh. It doesn't work. The weird TikTok product placement with Jen Ooh. Ken Jong. I love, Jeong. I love ken jong i love ken jong too but that thing did not translate it was super
1: weird is, tiktok is a very weird placement for the emmys
0: right isn't that more of like a gen z yeah, thing yeah absolutely is jong i like a big love
1: tiktok thing? well it's like he, he tried
2: to do it like oh i'm trying to like impress my daughter oh, who's gotcha, a general gotcha. Zer. makes sense but it was still just we it was i mm. did not work and it was he was aware of it like he was fully aware how much it was bombing because then he like at the end made a quip about and mm. like that's the end of my career <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny because this is the first time that it was on fox and not NBC, right. and it, it had a fox vibe because mm-hmm. it was like all these like reality show people popping up it was like yeah. mass mass singer people the kardashians did the one of that those was... things it was, like the
0: mass singer thing was a thing i, mean, I miss that yeah they brought like
2: what because ken jong is also a, a yeah,
0: exactly. judge tried, on that
2: yeah. so there was a lot of like integration mm-hmm. for the mass singer mm-hmm. um oh, which i get it's like a juggernaut like hit for them <laughs> but
1: it was we'll still get just, to that later but
2: it, like it was, <laughs> i'm not saying this is a judgy thing but like especially the emmys like yeah. it, that is like supposed to be one of like that's like the tv oscars right, right. like golden yeah. globes like that's where the fun kooky stuff happens yeah. and it felt way lo- lower yes. brow. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Which, <laughs> like,
2: understandable. It, I don't know. I mean, I feel like a snob saying that. Right. But, but it, still, I mean, it consider
1: it's you know these people are getting awarded for their work it's like if you were at like an award show and all this like this super random like people in costumes like ken jong doing some weird tiktok you're just like what the hell like why is this such a cheap <laughs> award show yeah. like yeah. this is the it highest honor that I, I can be getting for my work right
0: now <laughs> right. like what the fuck I mean like we're especially in this era of like prestige tv like mm-hmm. where this is like at this point like these are the kind of things like these used to be like the sort of movies you would see, and now those kind of movies don't happen anymore. Yeah. And it's all shifted to TV. Mm. You have all this incredible talent, and it's like, no, they shouldn't be there next to the you know fucking mass thing. Like who? That's so weird. <laughs> I will say it, and I that will be the like, pretentious cool. asshole for sure. But it definitely like lowers. The The gravitas of it. Yeah,
1: I don't think that's the place for (laughs) network synergy necessarily. There was
2: also (laughs) there was a really awkward moment when um, the Kim Kardashian and Kendall Jenner were were Mm -hmm. presenting, and they said some line. I can't remember what it was, but it was something about like, "Oh, reality TV, Mm -hmm. something or another," and it was clearly meant to be earnest. Yes. But everyone in the room laughed, Yeah. and it was so clearly, like, they are trying to add gravity to, like, what they're doing, and everyone it was very did awkward. not take it seriously, and I was like, ooh, that was uncomfortable. It's also <laughs> weird, because
1: they were, like, you know, they were obviously, or are, are still on a reality show, but weren't they, like, um, they were up there for, like, reality competition? Like, that's a whole different genre of shows, right? Yeah. Like, I don't, I mean, sure, they did reality, but I feel like there could have been someone better to present than... The Kardashians, this, like <laughs> people actually like competing in something skilled.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. So,
1: oh, I do love reality competition shows. <laughs> I do too. I do
2: too. But not. I'm the Kardashians. not a
0: Kardashian hater either. I. Me neither. Oh, I just feel like that's just a weird. Pretty choice. neutral. Yeah.
2: I have. I, don't I have like little that. to no opinion <laughs> about them. I don't like them. Yeah. But there, it was. It was a strange choice. But I did love seeing RuPaul win. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. And the girl from Ozark, Julia... Oh, that's on The Americans, too. Yes. With the curly, blonde blonde hair. hair. Don't know her name. Yeah.
1: I think it's Julia something, but she's so so good.
2: Also in a really good movie called Grandma with Lily Tomlin, where she is... Uh, trying to get an abortion, and she goes to her grandma, Lily Tomlin, who's like, then it's like them on a mission, like, trying to drum up the money for her to get an abortion. I I remember seeing that trailer. It's very, it's a very short movie. Mm -hmm. It's, like, very, like, slim, but Mm -hmm. it's very, it was, Lily Tomlin's just incredible. she. That's what you're there for. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Well, speaking of emmys being on fox not nbc <laughs> transitions nbc streaming service peacock
2: yeah another week another streaming service
1: uh, i <laughs> fucking
3: ugh,
1: <well>. i know <laughs> it's a lot
2: but i will say some of their show announcements were some of the
1: most interesting to me of any of these like new platforms i just saw their like the tv spots that they had with all the comedy cast but i didn't actually see the new announcements um for shows but it's I mean, first of all, I hate the name Peacock for it. Yeah, that's weird.
0: Yeah. I mean I get it. I but get it. <laughs> like just, NBC Plus, just ride that wave like everybody know, else. No, just
1: plus <laughs> yeah. it up. Like honestly, that's a safe that's a safe way to go. It'll work. It's
0: fine
2: <laughs> I do not I n I don't I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence about it. I think it's weird that they're all just doing that, but then at the same time, now this peacock thing is weird.
0: I mean, I guess mission uh, accomplished. Yeah, you know they definitely are standing out now.
2: but Yeah, yeah, and they're the only ones that are going to have an ad supported free option,
0: which oh. is mm. good. Yeah.
2: um
1: Okay. Well, yeah. I'll
0: yeah. Get that, then.
1: that is good. I mean, I'm so yeah. I'm surprised that more, like networks aren't also like offering that as an option. Yeah. Because people, I mean, they will watch. They will watch ads. Yeah. I don't like commercials. I prefer I commercial free. So you know, but um, I there's that option because then yeah. it's more accessible to people. But I don't know. <laughs> well, also because NBC, uh, uh, I've been
2: getting tons of ads for the new talk show with Lily Singh. Oh yeah. But I'm was just googling the what the shows were so that I could remember what they are. <laughs> um, and there's a headline of Lily Singh mocks NBC's Peacock streaming service on NBC. <laughs> <laughs> So that's cool. Um, but they have ones that are going to be, uh, they have some comedy ones with uh, Mike Schur. Mm, nice. And I'm a big Mike Schur yeah. fan. So that was, um, it's going to be him uh, co-created and then Ed Helms or starring Ed Helms.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then there's going to be a show with Rashida Jones and nice. Jada Pinkett Smith. Wow. Uh, apparently they're going to do a reboot of Saved by the Bell, which is funny. We don't really need that. Oh, I
1: did. You know what? I did read about that because I think they're going to, they're trying to get some of the cast back. I think Mario Lopez was going to come back and he's going to be like a teacher and Zach Morris. I think the premise of the show is Zach Morris is now the mayor and Mario Lopez, his character, I forget his name, is like a teacher at the school, but now they're integrating the school Somehow, and then it's supposed to be a very funny conundrum. I don't know.
2: Huh. Oh, you know what else they're doing? They're going to do um, Dr. Death, an original <sighs> drama of Dr. Death starring Jamie Dorian and Alec Baldwin. <gasps> which, if you're not familiar with Dr. Death, it's a incredible podcast mm-hmm. about this guy. It's a true crime story of this guy in Dallas who basically conned his way into being a surgeon and killed a bunch of people in surgery. It's
1: insane. It It's,
2: Whoa. listen to it. It's mm-hmm. honestly it was like truly, really disturbing and hard to listen to. Because yeah. <laughs> it was also really medical and it was yeah. like, oh, yeah. And I don't like, I don't love that stuff. But it was so strange to see because it was the first time that it's ever been like something that a doctor did in an an OR or mm-hmm. like it while practicing medicine was like criminalized. Like there was, it was yeah. really hard to like prosecute right. because it's so hard to prove like that he was unqualified and like knowingly unqualified. Yeah. Um, and it was like really interesting to see how, how this was at all possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to like ruin anything. Which is very listen. scary.
1: Cause that reminds me, um, cause there was a kid in Florida who, I think he was 17, just put on a lab coat, like a white coat, and was pretending to be a doctor. Yes! And I'm like, the the number of, like, how many stories have you heard of people, like, pretending to be doctors or nurses and just, like, killing people or, like, scamming them out of money and how easy it is? Yeah. Is it- very scary it's I, one of those
0: things it's like movies do it all the time like people just put on your yeah. clothes and they walk through a hospital and it's fine and you're like that's just in the movies and no it's not <laughs> it's one of the things that is real
2: it's wild what you can get away with
0: with confidence yeah it's true. <laughs> just a little unearned confidence it takes you along yeah. there was
1: also a guy who did that but he wasn't like trying to cause harm he just wanted to be a doctor so he was actually like practicing. the 18 year old no this guy this this 17 year old he was like scamming people out of money like he was taking yeah, but he people. also but. Just, like was like I
2: I think he like probably I think in a different like life mm-hmm. and circumstances where like that felt attainable. Yeah, he like probably could have gone to on to be a doctor, but uh, I don't know. I think he like there was a genuine like desire to be like respect I don't know the the psychology of that would be very interesting to investigate further but that's true (laughs) but like you're just you're 18 and you just he opened up a medical office
1: (laughs) no one's gonna question like uh okay doctor (laughs) that was also in my
2: girlfriend's hometown oh really (laughs) yeah (laughs) he rented out space in a medical facility and just was like running a medical facility
0: that's like mind blowing
2: to me. <laughs> he, I mean, it got shut down pretty
1: quick, right? yeah.
0: but still, like so he was wild. able to do it.
1: Like he got, yeah. he got people who were paying him. Yeah, like right. he got money out of it. <laughs> got to
0: respect the can do attitude in that. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: true. I did just listen
2: to if any if there's any fans of my favorite murder, mm-hmm. but they did a story on this woman who, in this is like in the ter- like thirties, I think, like mm-hmm. you know, or uh, early early nineteen hundreds. Um was basically like a cult guru um advocating for starvation or fasting oh. and it's really interesting because like that's something that's kind of coming back mm-hmm. into like the the diet culture zeitgeist mm-hmm. is fasting yeah. and this and she just she had you know forty plus victims that she just starved to death, wow, yeah and it was all like it was like they're all electing to do it it's gonna cure like whatever's wrong with them (laughs) and that's why we should just end diet culture (laughs) agreed because none of it is sound science
0: (laughs) (laughs) can you punctuate more
2: of your (laughs) sentence One of the other things that I'm excited about in the Peacock streaming service is um they're going to do a docu series of behind the scenes Saturday Night Live of who wrote that. Mm-hmm. So it'll be kind of exploring some of the writers that mm-hmm. are like th- that created some of the most like iconic characters. Oh, great. And as someone who is very interested in like the inside baseballness of that, I'm like all I'm that's all about so cool. it. That's cool. That's cool. Which also reminds me, mm-hmm. I saw an advertisement for a show that's coming back that I am very excited about. Oh no. E's True Hollywood Stories. No, right? Is that what it's called?
0: E True, yeah.
2: True Hollywood oh, Stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's coming back. It's coming back. Oh my god. god. So good.
0: That was a great. That was an absolutely fantastic little backy series.
3: Yes.
2: That like, oh. I I just
0: I would binge it when it was yeah. like I just run episode after episode.
2: So good. Oh my god! I that is was, like, a cultural moment for me yeah. mm. <laughs> when I was a, yeah, like, pre-teen yeah. to teenager. Is it going to would... be on
1: Peacock? Because NBC... No, it's going to be on E. Yeah, <laughs> I just saw I don't know why I got an, an ad for it somewhere. NBC does own E, though
2: yes today. it's part do.
1: of the universal yeah they do mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah maybe it will be under being on peacock yeah. <laughs> exciting oh my god yeah. i'm so excited about it though i loved those things growing up yeah. i remember watching the one about um the drummer from def leppard when he lost his arm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh that was iconic
1: yeah. <laughs> i wonder what stories they're gonna have i also like am worried that it's gonna be people that i don't know at all because i feel like (laughs) it might be It's (laughs) like i know
2: kim kardashian does one of course yeah but it's still funny to me because i was like watching that as a kid Mm -hmm. and it was for people that i didn't grow up knowing so it was more like it was a history lesson almost Mm, it was like these 80s like hair metal people and nobody i knew so it was like the same thing that again made me obsessed with pop culture was like all those like you know, 100 most pop, like, pop culture moments. Yeah. And I love the 90s and I love the <laughs> 80s. Like, I consu- I devoured those shows. Right. So I'm so interested to see what it's going to look like with mm-hmm. people that I, ha- like, have now seen or, right. like, as an adult know them, nah. not nah. as a kid. That's
1: true. So I'm sure I'm going to look at it That's with a much exciting. more critical eye. But I'm <laughs> pumped about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, other exciting news, more recent news was... The Super Bowl halftime Ooh, show with Bruno oh oh and yeah. Shakira. That's
0: gonna be a good show, man.
2: That's oh
1: gonna be god
0: incredible. Yeah.
2: I we have we not we haven't talked about Hustlers since, since we, I know we, we have seen seen not. Who? Because we took last week we off. Took off. Hustlers was incredible. Yes, so good. Have you seen it yet? Not yet. No.
3: Oh, I the ear thing I <laughs> yeah. have not
2: <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> The music was mm-hmm. so good. Oh, I can't like ruin anything for you, but
0: Yeah, it's it's that's not high on my list.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's but there's really, good. there's really
1: good surprises in there. <laughs> wow. Honestly, the music, I mean, the movie was was great, but the music just, like, elevated everything. Because it was, like, yes. 2007, 2008 bops. Yeah. And, like, songs that you forgot about, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, mm-hmm. early, like, Rihanna, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Usher. Oh, my gosh. It was great. Oh, so good.
2: And there's, like, this, the, there's a moment where J-Lo gets... Really dark. And I lived for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, like, honestly, I kind of want to watch the movie again because I feel like I was yeah. just, like, so hypnotized by j Because yeah. she just cool like she's so beautiful like she looks amazing the whole time mm-hmm. when I the screen, i'm just like staring at her and i'm like <laughs> how can someone look like that like how is that a real person so i want to go back and watch it again and not just yeah. focus on her it's gonna be hard but <laughs> it was very hard to focus with JLo when she was in the scene because she, ugh, i just couldn't look away i also like genuinely
2: am impressed with like the time That went into, like, her learning pole Mm -hmm. dancing because that's not easy. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's the kind of thing that is Oscar worthy. The Mm -hmm. things that you train months and months to build up for.
1: And she delivered. Yeah. I was watching some of her videos on Instagram that she had of her, like, training. Yes. And I was like, Wow. (laughs) Oh, she was so good. Pole dancing is taken for granted. It is a
0: very tough that sport. shit is so hard. Oh, my God. I, mean, I like, tried once, mm-hmm. and it was impossible. It's just impossible. <laughs> I, I realized how little upper body strength I have yeah. when trying to do upper that. Upper
1: body strength. I just, like, can't do it without, like, burning my body. It's like, I don't understand how people uh, just do just that.
0: Shaking it's the like, whole time. I
1: know. Once.
0: It's so, so hard. True uh, respect. <laughs>
2: Oh, my goodness. Also, there's a scene where Cardi B gives JLo a lap dance. So, like, that alone.
0: Price of admission.
2: Price of <laughs> admission. Right I need that on repeat. But, yeah, right no, I there. agree. I need to see it again. mm mm-hmm. Because um, I was definitely, like, in party, like, mesmeration, Like, mm-hmm. I was just, like, enamored. Yeah. And I know, yeah, I just, like, need to...
1: Yeah. I will say, I was surprised. Like, I feel like the... Theme that I saw for it, like I didn't realize Constance Wu was the lead because I feel mm-hmm. like her role, like advertising wasn't really pushing her as much. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. all the press has been about J-Lo, like they have not be mentioning Constance Wu. So like I not, I knew she surprised. was, you know, I know. I was like, I didn't, I knew she was a big part. I didn't know it was actually like the stories about her, mm-hmm. which surprised me because of, you know, based of what I've been told <laughs> by, the, by the movie in the studio, like <laughs> she was just, you know, in the movie. I knew that it, she would play a bigger part because I watched the 2020 special about the
2: real people it's based on. Because oh. it, it's based on the New York Times article, yeah. and she's the one who did the interview. Yeah. Because she's the one who's talking, talking, talking. Uh huh. And the woman that JLo's based on I don't think has ever talked to press
1: she has not um, although on Instagram she was very excited about JLo playing her and posting pictures <laughs> but now she wants to sue the movie yeah. I was like alright so some like predatory like attorneys got to her and were like you should sue yeah but also at the same
2: time like that is like your life story too it is
1: but i don't think they i think they it's i think it's really
2: fictionalized
1: yeah i think they did their kind of due diligence because it's based on an article it's not based on her life right Right. so i don't think she has grounds for it but you know get yours look yeah i want a a piece of that pie too if i were her
0: oh yeah if i see even a remote resemblance to uh somebody no hesitation
1: I wore that exact same shirt one time.
0: <laughs>
1: Suing. Who would you want to play you in a movie?
0: It's tough because uh, because I'm light skinned. Mm. So my options they're not a lot mm-hmm. of like light skinned black guys. So I've I've debated this a lot and it changes frequently over yeah. the years. But I, I don't know. At this point I've Michael Early? Someone told me that mm. I look like Michael Ely, And I'm like, or you're Ealy, being Ealy. real fucking generous right now. <laughs> That's a huge compliment. And
2: you got some blue
1: contacts. Yeah, I guess. Like,
0: <laughs> getting, like 20 pounds of muscle. I yeah. But I can see it. A lot of people say I look like, what's his name? Uh, Justice. Um, oh, Justice. yeah,
1: Justice. Yeah. I don't know his last name. Smith. From, I'm going to say Smith. Um, <laughs> Pokemon movie.
0: Okay. The lead.
1: And then he was also in...
0: Sure. He was in Jurassic
1: Yes. World. World okay
0: and he was on that show the get down yes was okay place. he's
1: the lead on that i can vaguely
0: I what know. about like
2: uh jaden smith
0: I, mm. he he is he reminds me more of like my little brother <laughs> like that like adolescent weirdness yeah I, I think he's great by the way and i love like a lot yeah. of the activism he's doing or whatever for the environment i think mm. it's cool uh but no, no I'm, good. <laughs> I'm good i'm good <laughs> uh,
1: i don't i feel like i have a lot of options yeah i but i don't know i would love <laughs> just because i love her so much zendaya <laughs> yeah, i can see that <laughs> but she's really young but uh, that's this is an era of your life that doesn't have. Yeah. To a lot of people say right that now. i look like jessica lucas from gotham i don't know what she looks like she looks like me mm. google arrow yeah she's a fine actress but you could
2: also be a bianca lawson true mm-hmm. because oh, she,
3: Jessica.
1: yeah
2: bianca yeah. lawson what does she look like
0: okay uh, yeah
2: i could see that yeah that's it <laughs> that <a> exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah
2: she's
1: pretty good yeah i like her yeah what about you
2: I mean, I have no options, because there are no fat actresses, or very few, but, like, the go-to is Aidy Bryant, because mm. she's... I mean, and, like, I take that as a huge compliment, like, she's incredible, so... Yeah but it was funny because I've had someone be like I figured out who's gonna play you in a rom-com and like thought they were gonna be giving me some groundbreaking information Mm -hmm. and then they were like 80 Bryant and I was like yeah that's the only fat brunette in Hollywood like (laughs) that is in my age bracket yeah (laughs) so yeah pretty it's
1: it's fun to dream yeah what if they made a movie about my life yeah
2: not much to tell would be so uninteresting (laughs) no mine would be the Irishman (laughs) directed by Martin Scorsese Scorsese? (laughs) starring Robert De Niro.
0: (laughs) I would be so excited for that. Really? I I think Martin
2: Scorsese is overrated.
0: Oh! I'll flip this whole table over. The outrage that I feel is so deep.
3: (laughs) I.
2: Look, he's got some hits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm not gonna lie. The Departed is great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Goodfellas, great. Mm -hmm wolf of wall street it was terrible it was morally irresponsible to make Mm -hmm. it was made from the perspective it made him a hero it did not at all like it it glorified all of that behavior and Mm -hmm. i'm not just saying that from like a prudy like there was a lot of sex and drugs and nudity and whatever Mm -hmm. it was purely like literally they made the fbi agent Mm -hmm. look like a chump and, like, and there was no... rep, And and then that's the thing in real life. The guy had no real consequences. And he yeah. stole a lot of money from a lot of people. And, like, you know...
1: You know what that reminds me of? Also, Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Catch me if you can. Mm-hmm. Do you not like that movie? No, I like that movie. Yeah. But I feel like him, because he, you know, was doing all this really fucked up stuff, was still, like, kind of the, he, like he's getting away with all this stuff. And, like, Tom yeah. Hanks was just kind of, like... Getting duped the whole time. Like, ah, oh, nuts. Like, he yeah. got away.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but, but. but also, like, that was a little bit more fun because he was, it like, was
1: fun. stealing things from, like, he was doing,
2: like, bank fraud. So, like, he's stealing from, like, you know, corporations. Like, he wasn't yeah. stealing from individuals as much. So, it was kind of, like, <laughs> campy. <laughs> In that sense. Still lying. I mean, it's definitely, yeah, it's (laughs) not the greatest moral compass, but it's not like, oh, I've built an entire company Mm -hmm. Ponzi scheme to like steal working class people out of their money. Cause it's like the guys, um, his whole business was like built on like penny stocks and then like overselling them. So it was like trying to get all people to invest in these like affordable stocks Mm -hmm. and not having any returns on them. Yeah. And yeah, I saw that like by myself in El he Cerrito, did. California, Wolf of Wall Street. Like, on a matinee, I walked to the movie theater. In
1: El Sir, What would you... What El <laughs> I
2: had just moved to San Francisco, and I was living with my oh. aunt. <laughs> and I went... And I didn't have a job yet, and I went there. <laughs> I mean, that clearly wasn't an emotional state, <laughs> <too>. <laughs> But I just was fuming watching mm-hmm. it. I was like, this is morally bankrupt. It's irresponsible to make, and it is not, um... Like just legitimate, just irresponsible <laughs> i think like, this is not a, something that should be out in the world or like not with no consequence it's one mm-hmm. thing to tell that story and then have a consequence at the end of it which is like his whole style like that's the thing mm.
0: Martin, i would well, disagree
2: i guess so because that's I, I guess there's the things that i do like are when the people who did things wrong like get consequences for it. What? Like the departed. That's not. How
0: it, that's not how it always happens, though. Like not everyone is gonna be punished, especially like rich white dudes. But <laughs> like
2: that's, true. that's the thing. Like I don't want to see that guy. Like I yeah. don't want to see that guy win an Oscar. I don't want to see that guy make, make it, money off of this movie because they did. It was a story like, worth
0: telling, the, though. If the mm-hmm. woman from
2: Hustlers isn't getting money for her movie, why should this Jordan, whatever his name was, Jordan, whatever, mm-hmm. make money off of this movie? Well, like.
0: From Hustlers, that's blame the <laughs> studio. All right, they decided to make a movie and Still, did it all crafty like based on an article instead of going there. And yeah, the guy, I guess, shouldn't have made the money off the movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that, but I don't necessarily think that he was depicted as a hero, I think it's depicted the way that everyone viewed him. But at the end of the movie, I still felt like Leo was playing like kind of a dipshit character. Like this guy is a piece of garbage, mm-hmm. but it's like f- just fun to watch his hijinks in the same way that it's like any like any great villain of any movie is usually like the most entertaining part Except of Except that
2: it. that's a real person who's yeah. really affecting people. Like that's that is like the entire housing crisis, like guy. all of those like two. I mean, yeah. barely. And then at the and end, he's a motivational speaker. And like that's what that that guy went on and kept making yeah. money being a motivational speaker. Right.
1: That's, but that's, I mean, uh, ugh, just makes me really
2: angry about society. Yeah, and later,
0: mean, is, like at end Like, fictionalize the ending, but... Yeah.
2: I would have been <laughs> more on
3: board with
2: that. <laughs> I, I would have been more on board on that. It was like celebrating you know, moral like excess and like mm. you know. um
1: I don't know if I wouldn't say celebrating necessarily. I think I can see though, like all the scenes where like they were kind of showing off his wealth and his money, and you know that's felt very like flashy. I think maybe that's why it came off so cel- like celebrating his, you know, success and what he had made
0: uh, of. I don't himself. know. I. I... It's funny because I added, like, a, the what do we watch this week for me was King of Comedy, <laughs> which is to me, like, maybe one of the greatest Scorsese films of all time. Mm. But I watched that and Taxi Driver to, like, get a jump on Joker because oh. those the uh-huh. two big influences for that movie. Yeah. And it's crazy to me to watch those and see, one, how, how well they hold up now uh-huh. still and how much of a commentary they are on society okay. currently. And, like, mm. I feel that, like, Taxi Driver predicted like very clearly like the incel culture that we see now Mm -hmm. and king and comedy is like pretty much depicting trump's rise to presidency like Mm -hmm. in this this and it's like in the end of those movies you're gonna hate them because (laughs) the white guys the white guys get away with it but Mm -hmm. the fact that they get away with it is what makes it such a tragic ending and that's why i love those movies so much because not everyone gets punished Mm. you know but i also feel as satisfying as it is to see yeah
1: (laughs) i also feel like you know, I think it's something that's important for people to see as well. Like, I didn't really know about this guy, the Wolf of Wall Street's guy, and now, like, you know, I hate this person. I hate his guts. <laughs> but it's like it making me aware of like how shitty people. I mean, people are shitty. I know that, but like just the gravity of like what people will go to, like yeah. the lengths that the people will go to, just like make themselves successful and rich. But all I, I can see, fight back. all I see it in something like that.
2: Like, it's like a Scarface kind of thing or whatever. All I see when I watch a movie like that is all of the fratty, like, white bros that are going to see that and be like, yeah, man, like, this is great. And then they have that poster on their wall, Mm -hmm. and then they turn into those people. Like, that's what I mean. Well, they can (laughs) try, but you still like. (laughs) Maybe not. Like, that's what I, you know, like, that's part of what I find irresponsible Mm -hmm. about it is, like, that is something I feel like is going to shape a... And, and the it, it's one thing if you're taking like this very thoughtful analysis of that and like mm-hmm. taking away the right things from it but i guarantee there are a lot of people that are just surface level being like see like you can do whatever you want like live your life up and then like you'll still end up on top at the end
0: but that's that's like every every movie You can do that with right like people Mm -hmm. could look at iron man and like you know it's like yeah man i can manufacture weapons of war and fucking fine come hero at the end like you can just you know it's like you can you can take an irresponsible lesson from any piece of work if you're an irresponsible person
1: Mm. i also want i also like to think that movies don't have that big of an effect on people because, you know, there's an argument about violence in movies and how, you know, mm-hmm. people see violence and that they're going to be violent, which yeah. I don't agree with. So I like true. to also think that, you know, the opposite is true. Like, they see shitty behavior, like, you know, hustling people out of money, that yeah. they're going to go out and do it as well.
2: Yeah. I think there was something that really irked me about this specifically because it was a real story. Mm-hmm. And so it it's one, you know, it's like a fictionalization, like in a superhero movie is like a reflection of things that happen in real life and uh, a satire or commentary around that. But this was like a real person who did shitty things and got screen time Mm -hmm. glorifying it. And it like that, I think that's why it resonates so much more with me as like, I totally understand Mm -hmm. like those points of view and I like, you can very quickly unravel my (laughs) argument, but I think that's why it stuck with me so much. And still to this day, because I'm just like, why is that? anything we're giving space or time to. Mm-hmm.
1: But I feel like, and you're not going to like this comment at all, <laughs> yeah. but, but I'm going to say it. But I feel like, I feel like there are some, th- like, par- not, I don't want to say parallels very loosely, but that like you can come, like, with hustlers, because they were real people. They yeah. were, like, you know, taking money from people. And, you know, I mean, they, they pay for it, but, I mean, not that much. Like, they went to jail for a little bit, maybe. She, had, she was on parole. But, like, it wasn't really that bad of a consequence. And they were stealing from, like, regular people. <laughs> I, <laughs> I see the point
2: here. But I very, I can very quickly, I can very much. Yeah, because it's on mm-hmm. such a lesser degree. And it's also, like, from these women that, really did not have any other options Mm -hmm. Uh, you know i guess like yes everyone has options of what they do but like that to me is so much more relatable of like the truly like the hustle of do like using what you have to your advantage and like you know to get to survival and that is not the case in wolf of wall street
0: (laughs) at all (laughs) i think it's just when the when the face of all of the like Shitty stuff that's happening is just like a well-off white guy. It's harder to be like, well, you know. <laughs> right, exactly. Like- <laughs> <laughs> it's harder to look to look past all that, and I and I do get that. I mean, Wolf of Wall Street is not by any stretch my favorite film from Scorsese, and I think it's like yeah. his probably I'd say like most indulgent film. it's mm-hmm. just very fucking long, of just people being that's true. It's and so it was sex. so long. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: but I think that I don't. I wouldn't. I could, I can't discredit his entire filmography because of. One movie that's like not my favorite, yeah. which contributed so much more, and I feel like The Irishman is is you know is yet another notch on that belt, man. I I'm, I'm hearing I mean great they're there. saying
1: it's his best movie so far. Yeah, it's getting good so, reviews. <laughs> I don't <laughs> is know. It's so <laughs> like I, I,
2: it, to me. It's like again. It's like that era. I, I appreciate the things that he did, but like that whole like seventies auteur style mm. does is not for me I'm mm. ready to see it phased out I Ugh. there's just more this might be exciting I don't know. but I
1: mean I'm excited I've watched the trailer and it's like it looks good yeah but I I just like the idea of De Niro Pacino and Joe Pesci yeah like it's, in the movie
2: it's together. fun to like have that all be together but I'm yeah. just like it doesn't excite me in any way, shape, or form. No. I'm not rushing to the theaters to see it, but, like, I do want to see it. Well, it will be on Netflix,
3: Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> I will be in the theaters to see that one. Just because I just, I love those kind of movies. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, I, and I, I get why it's not for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's a thing. But, I, it's just, like, it, that was a sort of movie that I grew up watching. Mm-hmm. You know? I didn't even really watch a lot of kids' shows. Like, I mostly watched those kind of films mm-hmm. with my parents. and so that's, like, just burned into, like, my DNA. And so seeing that, like, kind of older style of filmmaking, Mm -hmm. and especially on the big screen, Mm -hmm. is such a rare opportunity now. And it's just... true. I'm going to be in there for, like, three and a half hours. It's a long (laughs) fucking movie. I'm going to get my full... Like, I'll probably come out of it and be like, you know, you were right. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that years is dead. But I, I... It's just the chance to, like, to see that and to see, like, what, you know, will probably be, like, his defining film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can't miss that.
2: But I... Okay, this is... I Yes, I hear all of that. But I, <laughs> there was something I was meaning to bring up and it's from like two points ago. <laughs> but I also am not a huge Leonardo DiCaprio fan. Ah! Man! <laughs>
3: I respect... It, I respect <laughs> that he's
2: a good actor but mm-hmm.
1: I, I don't... I... I he irks me like as a person or as like I think what as he a does. person mm-hmm. and I think I I don't love him as a person, but I respect him as an actor because I think he is a very good actor. I do like, yeah, like the scary. craft
2: of his acting. Mm-hmm. I get, but I ju- there's something that's always. It's just I, I feel like we talked about this a while back, mm-hmm. but it's just like a weird gut feeling I get. I mean, I'm just like a, a bit of a creep, <laughs> like yeah. in real life. Yeah, and I don't think um, he hasn't worked with a female director in like twenty years. Mm-hmm. Like he, uh, I just feel like he probably has a lot of like self-importance and that's probably how he's able to access all of that you know good mm-hmm. acting but his choices are always yeah. um like the choices of what he's in i'm always like, I, feel I feel like, like this is de- demonstrative of the type of person you are yeah. and the fact that you only date
0: 22 year old models true <laughs> okay okay
3: <laughs> look I, I'm not we,
2: trying to
3: separate
2: gotta, the art from the person I'm not, I don't think, I don't, I'm not saying
0: that and I also don't agree with that, either, that that statement I don't think that's like a necessary like you shouldn't separate it if someone's a piece of shit but you still like their music or their movies like you need to reconcile that with yourself mm-hmm. and it's okay it's okay to be like yes I like the things this person made mm-hmm. but I also recognize that they're not the best person like Yeah. Her. right mm-hmm. like that's you can do that and move on with your life it doesn't make you a bad person but when you, when you try to separate I just I feel like you're just choosing ignorance and I don't love that. Um mm. so they're, they're, As someone
2: who went on a Chick-fil-A rant earlier this week, I relate to that. Yeah,
0: right? It's like ah, this isn't the best company, but those sandwiches are bomb.
2: They're not. They're over They're, they're not that not good. good. You guys are crazy. <laughs> they're not she good. Is not that good. And they are very actively oppressing gay rights. <laughs> I
0: know, but it's just they're so Go
2: so to Popeyes, they have Popeyes, a sandwich I now. That, I did it. <laughs>
0: They said they were sold out and also the line was so (laughs)
3: long. Also, people love their chicken without
2: bigotry. Bigotry. (laughs) (laughs) To the side of bigotry. (laughs) I don't even eat chicken, but you know what? I will make you a chicken sandwich and I bet it will be Similar to Chick Fil A's quality, Probably better. <laughs> Chick Fil A's not that all right, good.
0: All right, those are, those are strong words.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so That's off topic. Not entertainment related. But I just like <laughs> hate Chick Fil A. and no, I hate no. how much people are just willing to completely ignore. Mm-hmm. It's it, and ever, capitalism is crap. We're all fucked. But like yeah. when you have such a clear like evidence it's like the same thing with like the equinox um Mm. shit it's in soul cycle it's like when you've been given like that very clear delineation of like this is a company with values that are like are bigotry and like awful and oppressive and you're like "Mm, but like a sandwich i could get somewhere else or eat somewhere else Mm. (laughs) i don't know we're all trying our best, but yeah. it, it's something that irks me.
0: <laughs> I just feel like st- I just I feel like it just hurts the people who are like just working day to day there more so than it does like the big wigs. and those people are like just normal people, right? Like yeah. there was no that's true. All like when I I would go there all the time in Chicago and it was all the faces I saw there were people that I recognized, dancers I knew, stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. just like these are the normal people and like yes, like I can choose to not eat here, not and like it's for a more like larger philosophical point, but at the end of the day. The people that get hurt are the people that actually know, you know? So it's like, I don't really know. Mm. I don't know the right way to do it, the best way. There, I'm sure there is a we better way. We just have way.
2: to, you know, <laughs> smash capitalism. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a tiny little task. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, if we just, like, take care of that real quick... Take out all, Thanos was right. Take out half the population Honestly. so that we have. He was not wrong. A, prop, yeah. a proper, you know, balanced resources. It's
0: true. <laughs> That's the solution to all our problems. Thanos had it right. The Russo brothers are geniuses for that. Yeah. Gotta give them all the Honestly,
1: Thanos was such a well, he's such a well-written villain. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, of course, he was, like, doing some awful things, but also, like, he was right. It was like, I get where he's coming from. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. he's not just doing this for like personal gain, like for his personal gain as well, but he's thinking of the earth, like resources. <laughs> like, uh, I agree with him. On the
0: other hand though, <laughs> when you have the power to like literally manipulate reality, I feel like there are easier ways that like we're not as high of like you could maybe create more resources i mean
1: sure he could double resources but also <laughs> but also wouldn't we all just love a, like an emptier los angeles <laughs> or
0: you could make it bigger but then with all those resources then there's more people and then they move to los angeles and it just gets more crowded and i get angrier so yeah and at the end of the day
1: right. he, he had a point <laughs> that, that,
0: that, that, that's absolutely correct
1: um Speaking I of think. Marvel... Wait, 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 wait. Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> no, go ahead. Go with, with Marvel. Okay. Well, I was going to go back because I feel like we didn't give enough breathing room to J-Lo and the Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, <after. laughs> yeah. How excited I am about True. that. True, yeah. You should go back. <laughs> Especially Shakira
0: didn't. She really got the mention. She yeah, yeah. Really she really... Before. Yeah,
2: she did. I think that that's such a smart move. I still, like, hate the NFL, but, mm-hmm. like, I... This... This is... Clearly, they made the best choice possible because, like, me as someone who's like, you're making bad choices as an organization as <laughs> a whole, you know, I'm still gonna watch it. Yeah,
1: I'm going but think, to. <laughs> but I think that's, you know, it goes to the same thing we we're just talking about, you know, it's, it's choices that are most of the time made at a very high level. Mm-hmm. And there are so many black men who are getting paid so much money by this organization. Like they're benefiting and they're helping their communities. And like, mm-hmm. there is a lot of good that also comes out of all that money that they have. Yeah. But you know, I think it's, it's the same kind of, yeah. it's the same thing. It's like, you know, people at the top are shitty or have very awful values. And then their people well, I don't want to say it at the bottom because NFL players are making so much money. (laughs) But on that scale, you know, who are benefiting and can help society and help other people. But uh,
2: this is... I mean, the fact to have, like, two Latino women Mm -hmm. be Mm -hmm. the headliner, and I think that's a smart move. I think, like, it's been proven over and over again, like, the power of Latin culture and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what that like I think it's gonna have
0: incredible ratings. Be great. Yeah. So, I mean I feel like Latin culture is like the most American
2: yeah, like it that. Is. It's
0: such an American like, it's, our whole the whole foundation is built on that.
2: It so, is a <coughs> national tragedy that like Spanish is not an official language mm-hmm. that is being taught in schools from kindergarten. You mm-hmm. know yeah. from like the, like if if Montreal can do it, we yeah. can do it. Like especially at least in these like mm-hmm. in like you know, Southern in California State and like you yeah. know these like Southwest. It should just be, but it should. It's across the country. Like it what? Was. It's I mean, we're all so antiquated that we don't <laughs> learn multiple languages. As I mean, someone from Finland, who well, speaks yeah, multiple languages. Well, in Finland,
1: <laughs> we have to learn Swedish because Sweden owned Finland. <laughs> I don't even know when. It was, like, <laughs> literally hundreds of years ago. <laughs> and it's still it's still an official language. Like, it's, it's a dual... Uh, Finnish and Swedish are both the official languages. So, like, you have to learn it in school. So, I mean, I feel like there's less premise in Finland to, like, have Swedish as an official language you have to learn than having, you know, than out here. Because so many people in the population actually are Spanish-speaking. And it's, like... Mm-hmm why aren't people learning spanish i would love to learn spanish
0: yeah i think it's just like the they fucked up sort of assumption that like we don't have an official language at all but so many people will tell you otherwise and Mm. then you know it's Mm -hmm. english it's always like well they come here why don't they learn right this language and it's like that's such bullshit you know what i mean like that like that's not how this country works yeah i mean and it's I feel like it should be more reflective of the actual demographics. And with yeah. that said, it's like yeah, absolutely. Like
3: mm-hmm.
2: I
0: wish that there would have. To be fair, I did have Spanish class, but it was just like but a we, glorified free period. You know, there was no right. real curriculum.
2: When did you start? When did you start having like a second language option? So
0: they. So I will credit my school system because the the second language option uh, started when I was in first grade.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
0: The problem is that the actual. Resources that were allocated toward Mm. it were, it was nothing. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, they took a sub, then brought her on full time to just play that sub role for this class. Mm. And it just became a free period where, like, she never taught anything. Right. I literally, all I did was I watched, we watched Aladdin. I've only seen that movie in Spanish. I watched the live action version. It was like a brand new film to me.
2: Yeah, I have no clue. amazing. Yeah, like my school did not offer a second language option until seventh grade. Yeah. And that's too late. Like, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be... Yeah. And even then, it was like... It was French or Spanish. Right. Or, or Latin. Which, like, only the
1: nerds took Latin.
2: <laughs> yeah. I went,
1: to, I went to middle school where we had a, a Latin... Like, we had different... So... Class, like, we had A, B, C. The A class, A group, they were the Latin class, so they had to take... Well, it was by choice. Half their curriculum was in Latin. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) God. And then we had B class, and that was, like, the math, the math grade, so those people elected to just, like, do more math than others. Mm-hmm. And then I was in the C class, which was, like, the bilingual, like, the English class. So kind of mm-hmm. like Latin, but we just did English for, like, half our curriculum. Mm-hmm. So I I like that because I think that's more um, popular in Europe, like, having those kinds of, like... Uh, immersion. Uh, immersion and, like, you know, you can focus on certain things, like, earlier if you want to, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. And a lot of people, like, in my class weren't even from English-speaking, like, homes. Like, mm-hmm. they were just Finnish kids whose parents wanted them to learn English, and now yeah. they're fluent in multiple languages, so.
2: Yeah. I had so, when I, because I studied abroad in Peru when I was in high school, and it was so um, interesting to take, like, math and science classes in mm. Spanish. Mm-hmm. It, that was, you know, and it was, obviously, like, my language skills improved incredibly when I was yeah. there, but I'm like, yeah, if I have, if I was forced to critically think about fractions in math mm-hmm. in Spanish, like that's how you actually learn a language. Yeah. Mm. Like not just from like watching <coughs> a <Aladdin. Yeah>. Latin. <laughs> Although I did watch to prepare for my study abroad. I watched um the HBO Latin channel like exclusively <laughs> and I watched a Cinderella story. The the Hillary Duff movie in Spanish. Wow. <laughs> like I've, I've probably seen that movie like twenty times that's in so Spanish. Much. <laughs> Uh, and also because it was easy to follow
1: (laughs) that's the main point it has to have an easy plot to follow (laughs) can't be too complex (laughs) that's really funny sorry going back to marvel oh going back to marvel so marvel and sony hashed things out at least for a little bit
3: Mm -hmm. one more one more
1: yeah at least one more marvel's getting 25 percent, which is a lot yeah so sony they also really don't have a bone in this race like I mean, sure, they were to negotiate it down from fifty to twenty five, but that's still so much money that they're a giving a bone in this race. <laughs> A bone, a, a dog, a dog? horse, oh, yeah. a, a horse? horse in this yeah. race.
2: <laughs> a bone in this race. I think we should coin that.
3: Yeah.
2: I have. I have a, a bone race. in this race. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a bone race. <laughs> I mean Finland. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we we can go to a, a,
1: a wait super super baseball. Super baseball is the national sport of Finland. Of Finland. <laughs> Also, a sport that has originated from Finland is um, wife carrying. I think now it's open. It doesn't have to be your wife that you carry. But basically, how it started is the husband would carry their wife through this obstacle course, like, on their shoulders. (laughs) And it's gotten, like, more intense over the years. And now, you know, it doesn't... You can have whoever you want as your partner. It just whatever, but you have to carry them the whole time and it's literally like you go through trenches like you have to like run through water and mud. This mod. is like something
2: that's been going on for like hundreds of years. Yes.
1: And <laughs> now it's like that getting really intense so it's incredible. becoming like global or like more international so people like fly in from other countries are training and doing these competitions. <gasps> I want to go to Finland so bad.
0: <laughs> I want to meet the people who have been training for this in other places.
1: I like, honestly, what, you, know, you
0: have, have to like, look Honey? this
2: up. <laughs> We're going to have an, a Finnish Olympics and it'll be super baseball mm-hmm. bone racing and juggling. And and wife carrying and swamp <laughs> soccer because that's
1: also a thing. Swamp soccer. So, so <laughs> like instead of like beach little, volleyball. A little lesson into Finland. So Finland is actually made up of like a lot of a lot of swamps, bogs. Yes. So actually, the name in Finnish "suomi" "suomi" means swamp. So the country's name is basically Swampland in Finnish. <laughs> so. What they do um, is they play soccer with this like big. It's kind of like a beach, like a beach ball. Like it's. We're lighter and mm-hmm. bigger, and you play soccer, but you get stuck in a swamp, so it's really hard. But it's also something that people do. That
0: is incredible.
1: Can <laughs> you links to all these different? Please
0: do. Please <laughs> do. Let's bad. have a special edition of this podcast. We just dissect these. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's something that should one hundred percent be a roadblock on uh, the the Amazing Price. Race, which is also a reality competition show that I love. They were in
1: Helsinki we, once. Were they? Yeah, I think I've, I. I think they I've climbed, texted they you. They climbed the Olympic
2: <laughs> Tower, I think. Think. Uh-huh. We have to, like, I don't know. Ugh, those Roblox are boring. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But we don't need to turn this into an Amazing Race podcast. <laughs> um, we could. I have not seen any of the Spider-Man movies. No? Really? mm None of the new ones.
1: No?
0: Uh, yeah. I, I... I like
2: Tom Holland, but I just... I don't know. I haven't just gotten around to it.
0: Uh, I mean, Far From Home is great, in my mm-hmm. opinion. It's one of the better, like, entries in the overall franchise. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Um... I, or, sorry, uh, not Far home From Home. Yeah. Far From Home is uh, not that exactly. <laughs> to me. Far From Home is, is it's solid, mm-hmm. you know, but it's very much like, it's weird. Like, it's, mm. I, I have this theory about Jake Gyllenhaal. Hall And he's sort of following the career trajectory of Nicolas Cage, minus all mm. of the tax evasion and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and minus
1: all the the accolades. Like he yeah. doesn't get awards for anything. Yeah.
2: Here's my one thing to that though, because he was in a production of uh Sunday in the park with George and he, he can sing. He's on Broadway right oh. now.
1: Like he like <laughs> I didn't realize. He has got... got he's bikes. very multi-talented. He's on Broadway right yeah. now doing Seawall, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston saw the show when he was in New York and he said, it was incredible. Like, he could get a Tony. Like, but yeah. he will not get nominated for an Oscar ever.
0: It's unfortunate because <laughs> he is incredible. And he's, he's great in the movie, but mm-hmm. it feels like he's... He's... All right, so... I don't know how to put it, really. So the first half of the movie, it's sort of like, why did they hire Jake Gyllenhaal for this? Mm-hmm. If you're not going to let Jake be Jake, then, like, don't bother mm-hmm. and then it's like oh now they're gonna let him in the second half mm-hmm. when the big twist is, that's not a twist at all is revealed and it's like yeah, okay jake Hall's now he's doing his overacting thing but it sort of felt like he's just, like in a different movie yeah kind of yeah, like it didn't it was weird it was great but it didn't really fit with the overall film and i just felt like they took like a really cool concept that sony had already established mm-hmm. with Into the spider-verse but then like then kind of Ditched that concept for like a cheap twist mm-hmm. that reminded me of like Iron Man 3 mm-hmm. all over again. Mm-hmm. And it was like I was just kinda like, you know, <laughs> it just was a just was it was fine. It was like an enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. The performances are great, but it wasn't like my favorite.
1: Yeah. Um It was good, but yeah, I agree. Homecoming yeah. was Homecoming was great.
0: Homecoming was awesome. Michael Keaton was like incredible in that. Everyone was. It was mm-hmm. just a really well done movie, and yeah. I appreciate the little kind of references to, like, John Hughes films and stuff that they had in there. It was cool. It was, mm. like, a very... Yeah.
1: So I'm excited to see what the third one is.
0: Yeah. I really know. <laughs> I mean, Kevin is actually producing this one. Do you
2: think it'll be, like, connected into the larger MCU because of that? More so it than was... just, like, mm-hmm. you know, so, Iron Man connection?
0: So that's the thing about the announcement they made. Not only is it, like, it will... It's part of the MCU. Mm-hmm. But I guess this new deal now, like, Sony probably, f- in order for Disney to get that extra money... They're like, all right, well, you have to at least let our other films be, like, acknowledged Mm -hmm. or able to acknowledge these events. So I think that now Sony's able to tie in Venom, Morbius,
2: Mm. whatever
0: other shit they're working on, and they can now take those properties and, like, integrate them. Not, like, necessarily, I don't know if Tom Hardy's going to show up
2: Mm -hmm. in Mm an MCU
0: film, but at least they can make references and, like, be, which is, you know, more than, like, the Netflix series got. So, True.
1: And uh, it'll be interesting because Far From Home did, like, it was obviously, like, it was after mm-hmm. Endgame, so they were very clearly, like, integrated in that, in that universe, mm-hmm. but, I mean, because now it's kind of, it's over, like, this era of the Avengers and, like, that part, phase of Marvel is over, mm-hmm. so I don't really know what is to come next, like, what is he gonna be referenced, I mean, he, you know, I don't know.
0: I think it's a good thing, though, also, yeah. because it's, like, now they can make a Spider-Man film that's not so, like, beholden to mm-hmm. this pre-established lore in the MCU. Yeah. They can just, hopefully, just, like, focus more on Peter Parker as a character and not Peter Parker as he relates to Tony Stark. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Because I, I felt like that, like, to me, I always... It's cool. It's a cool way to integrate him And mm-hmm. I like the whole, like, paternal thing they got going on. But I didn't love the fact that, like, Peter's not... Like, Peter is a great character on his own. Like, yeah. And he mm-hmm. always has been. He mm-hmm. does not need the Avengers or... Like, he was one of the biggest Marvel properties of all time prior to the MCU launching. Right. So, it's just like, let that character shine and, like, let him be the star of his own movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instead of, like, making it about he's good because of his connection to Tony Mm -hmm. and, like, being in that. And, like, now he's finally, like, that's that he's out of that shadow. Those, that series of films is over. So, I'm hopeful that Spider Man 3 will allow him to just, like, be fully. Yeah, fully but I
1: mean, it seems like Happy's still gonna be involved.
0: Oh, probably yeah. So who? John Favreau's character. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, so like, his name's Happy. Happy Hogan.
2: Oh, I didn't realize that yeah. was his name. Because <laughs> at, at Far From
1: Home, he starts dating Aunt May.
0: Okay. <laughs> Marissa Tomei. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. So there will still be like that
1: Iron Man kind of connection in the movies, probably because he's now bigger part of his life but yeah. you know I guess we'll see yeah. good for you John Favreau we'll <laughs> lucky
3: you
0: <laughs> he kicked off like there'd be no MCU without John Favreau so that's I gotta true. I have to credit him and like yeah give him he can unrealistically date Marissa <laughs> okay. that's fine we owe him, we owe him everything
3: <laughs>
1: he can do whatever he wants
0: yeah. <laughs>
3: cool.
2: what did everyone watch this week Did you watch
1: Masked Singer? I did watch Masked Singer. Your (laughs) favorite show? First of all, (laughs) Masked Singer, the reasons why I love Masked Singer is, one, it's a competition show, but it's not actually serious. So, like, it's not like people are devastated. Yeah, exactly. There's no stakes. It's just like, it's just like a... Happy-go-lucky competition show, like, nothing so nothing serious, like, everyone's just excited to see who's under the mask, it's not about talent, because mm. everyone sings, but it's not the best singer will win, it's, like, you know, who puts on the best show, and, like, mm-hmm. who has the most, like, the best character, like, their, so all their masks and their costumes are kind of based off of their personality, so, like, each celebrity has crafted their persona with um i guess costume designers based on who they want to kind of portray themselves as um like this year um there is a a butterfly who i have no idea who it is but there there's a clue package in the beginning and they were talking about how in the last year they were kind of cocooned and like Shut away. So like the butterfly is oh. representative of them like now coming back out or something. So like that's a fun part of like the costumes and the mask as well, because there you can draw things from like what they decide to dress as. Mm-hmm. Um but it's also it's fun to see celebrities in like a different light. It's not like the first week, I'm gonna spoil it for everyone, but the first week. Please um, do. Johnny Weir, the Olympic skater, Oh, okay. Um, was unmasked. He's and perfect for that. He was so great. And he's such a good singer. Who knew? And then Ninja, the Twitch gamer, was also uh, one of the people. And, like, he was he was fine. Like, he was a fun performer. But it's like, you know, I, I feel like you get to see these people in such a different light and, like, see a different side of them, which yeah. is also fun. So that's my defense.
0: <laughs> for
1: Masked Singer.
0: I won't argue that defense because I've only, I only saw like a highlight reel of Mm -hmm. all of the different mass singers revealed up until now. And that alone was like, wow, this is a bizarre show. It is. But I I know I was talking to someone about it and they were explaining that it works really well in Korea Mm -hmm. because the, just the way that the the culture works there, they're able to get like the major singers. Mm -hmm. It'd be like the equivalent of getting Beyonce to appear Mm -hmm. on that. And like, because they felt that because mass singer is not able to do something like that mm. that it's not as strong of a show
1: yeah however
2: I feel
0: like you know,
2: are you it's, trying to say that Tia or no, T-pain? T-Pain 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 god damn it I so, really yeah. stepped on that but T-Pain <laughs> is a cultural icon so I love T-Pain that's my mm-hmm.
0: thing and I feel like there are it, like I saw Dottie Osmond was on there not gonna lie I grew up really loving the Osmonds yeah. I watched their talk show I love Dottie.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I also really liked the Osmonds which is funny <laughs> <laughs> also because since they're Mormon so mm-hmm. Mormonism like started near where I grew up mm-hmm. and so they have if you're familiar with with Mormon lore, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> lore, lore. <laughs> yeah, not to so be condescending about it, but it's <laughs> truly lore. Yes, um, but the the gold tablets mm-hmm. or whatever that the John S- Joseph Smith it was like some real basics happened like in a town near where I grew up and mm-hmm. so they would do this like recreation of it every year and oh, it was so called cool. the Hill Gomorrah pageant
1: and Donny Osmond came and did it once oh, it was that's a pretty big fucking cool. deal yeah <laughs> no, it's 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 great cause then it's just you know and people they're not all good singers yeah but there's one guy on the show i mean there's i think there's like 16 contestants this year like it's like double the amount of last year Mm because you know people just want to do it now and there's one guy who he's probably like seven feet tall almost so like everyone's like okay he's probably a basketball player but maybe a model i don't know i'm gonna think of who do we know who's that tall like people will recognize and he can sing so well and I cannot wait to see who it is! <laughs> it's not like a Shaq. Is it? It's not it's Shaq.
0: First off. First time. Shaq. You
1: know i I know, Shaq. Shaq. I was like, oh my god, this is Shaq? It's not Shaq, because he's too slender to be Shaq. Like, he's pretty uh-huh. slender. Dream of
0: your Bias by That's the what next. I was thinking, but yeah. his voice
1: is very, um, it's younger oh that's why because i was like oh like i'm it's so interested in. i, haven't watched I know. <laughs> you right. have to watch it now because <laughs> you hear their singing voice but like you know all these like athletes i don't know what their singing voices yeah. sound like so like yeah. i have no idea who it could be yeah so like terry bradshaw was on there last year i saw yeah. that yeah oh, you, I could you need to you watch it. the <laughs> show
0: <laughs> i will say vulture had maybe that my like i after i watched that i looked up just what people uh-huh. were saying about it and vulture had my favorite absolute favorite description of anything ever Mm -hmm. and they said it says Vulture felt that the series was more entertaining yet weirder sillier and stupider than other US music competition programs and described the format as having the vibe quote unquote of what if Philadelphia Flyers mascot Gritty walked out on a soundstage (laughs) made to look like an arena concert Belted out Sam Smith's Stay With Me was described as a professional by Jenny McCarthy, took off his head to reveal he was Joy Fatone, and the entire experience felt three clicks away from an episode of Black Mirror. Well. <laughs>
3: I mean,
1: this is like as close, very, accurate. This is very close to Black Mirror, I think yeah. uh, we can be right now as a society, Yeah, but it's not like, but it's not harming anyone, right. which is why I also like it, because it's like no one's winning or losing basically it's just like pure fun it's a
0: fun show also i love joy fatone and i saw he was on there joy
1: Foton was on there last year
0: yeah.
1: <sighs> gladys knight we guessed that one gladys knight was on latoya jackson was on last year <laughs> but it's like it's also because you know they have to be people that like the general public will recognize mm-hmm. which also you know it'll the pool gets smaller because mm-hmm. it can't be some obscure person that only you know like you know middle America's watching this like who do they know mm-hmm which makes it so much more fun. Yeah. So like Mass Singer, Wednesday nights <laughs> <on Fox. laughs> Tune in.
2: Uh, the other new show I watched was Sunnyside, which is a new Mike Schur show well, and Kel Penn. And I just saw, like, ads mm-hmm. for it. And I was like, this seems like a cast I would be into. And it's... Um, and the pilot was really good. It cool. was... Um, so it's Cal Penn and he essentially is like a disgraced councilman mm-hmm. and he gets like voted out of office. And so then he's like trying to figure out something else to do. And, um, Sunnyside is a neighborhood in Queens and it's known for, um, they, it's like known as like the seven is known as the international line. Cause there's a lot of different, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, cultures there. And, uh, it's, basically him trying to you know it through the pilot he ends up getting enlisted by this group of people that are studying to become citizens and it's him mm-hmm. trying to help them become citizens and so it's like a commentary on that but it's like still but it's like very funny and like sweet right. but joel kim booster's in it too who i love and it's like him and his sister and they're mm-hmm. like these like super super rich, and, like, their dad is, like, an evil villain, and they're, like, he lives on international waters, (laughs) (laughs) and they're, like, you know, like, just keep throwing money at people, like, stacks of money at people, um, and, yeah, there's, there's, like, a a guy from Ethiopia who was, like, a cardiovascular surgeon in Ethiopia, and then is, like, has to be a taxi driver here, like, it's all of these, like, very true stories, Mm -hmm. um, but, it like, it doesn't, it, it could so easily veer into, like, caricature and, like, right. you know, stereotype, but it's, like, it feels like it has a lot of heart, and it's also from, Cal Patton was an executive producer and writer on mm-hmm. it, um, so it feels like something that's actually, like, very, um, like, very uh, present. Right. hmm But I'm excited to see it, and
1: yeah. I, I... The NBC? Uh-huh. My, yeah.
2: Yeah. It just looks like something that's going to, like, taking, you know, serious commentary, but, like, making it very mm-hmm. silly and fun, mm-hmm. which is, I'll, I'll, I'm all about it. Yeah. That's, like, Parks and Rec is one of my favorite yeah. shows of all time because of that. And I, and I really do trust, like, Mike Schur. Yeah. um, if it, He also does a good place and, you just know.
1: overall solid work. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone else, I mean, so far, who's just had such a good career with, like, hit after hit after hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went from the office to Parks and Rec,
2: good place, and now Mm -hmm. the sunny side, which feels really promising. I feel like he just puts his name on things, and, like, from an early, like, if you think about Parks and Rec, like, okay, the office, like, even so, they're not perfect, Mm -hmm. like, definitely problematic, and, like, symptoms of, like, the eras that they were made, Mm -hmm. but they still, like, had a commitment to, like to diversity that I feel like a lot of other shows, like, didn't have in, like, early stages. True. And, like, I don't think they always handled it in the best way, but it was, like, adding more perspectives into a mm-hmm. room than I think a lot of shows from the early 2000s did or, like, yeah. earlier on.
0: And it's, like, you know, not... There's nothing that we're going to be able to look back on that we're ever going to be like, this was perfect. Yeah. But, like you said, there's, like, this earnest effort to to try to mm-hmm. be better. And I feel like with each show... Mm-hmm. he evolves more and more absolutely and it gets better and better mm-hmm. you know So and, it, and I feel like they all have this similarity of like starting off in this way that's like kind of feels very generic mm-hmm. and that's just like the setup before it takes you on this like wild ride yeah and so that's, that's exciting I'm sure it'll be a good one
2: yeah it was funny because I started watching it last night yeah and Vanessa did not realize that it was like a new show and a pilot. So then she was like, "Okay, like what? Let's watch the next episode." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh That's no, it, that was just the pilot. Like oh. it just premiered this week, and she's like, "Oh, we're
1: <laughs> gonna be able to watch." <laughs> That's it. so. I I can relate to that feeling. <laughs> serial binger. Yes. (laughs) That's the worst feeling when there's no more to watch. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Because I also watched the season premiere of The Good Place, too. Mm, I haven't Uh, watched that yet. Because it's the final season. Which I think is, I respect so much that that's what they're doing with it, because it Mm -hmm. really is, like, a finite story. Mm -hmm. It is. Like, you can't, like, it already kind of veered into, like, we're dragging this out Mm -hmm. kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. So... I appreciate that they're, like, recognizing this has an end point. Yeah. yeah. Even though I feel like it's
1: successful. Yeah. It is,
2: right? It is. No, it is. <laughs> not, it is. Not just in my head. But I think that is, yeah, that
1: is important because I feel, like, I mean, there are so many shows, especially comedies that, like, mm-hmm. won't do that. Like, they'll just keep going and going and going mm-hmm. just because, like, it's funny and, like, they have good writers but you're just, like, it just feels like a cycle that you're going in. It's, like, I've seen this already. Like, I'm yeah. watching the same show. Like, sure, I do, I do that all the time but, yeah. you know, I think it's recognizing when, like, it's time for a show to end, I think, has become more and more, I think, popular in the recent years, mm-hmm. where it's, like, we're not trying to drag a show on for 20 seasons. We're just, like, we know it's done. Mm-hmm. We're gonna wrap it up. And I think that way you also get a more satisfying ending, when you know that you're writing to finish a show, instead of, like, we're writing to see where this eventually goes and we have to figure out how it ends at some point. Yeah. Is and this was, like, so such a specific,
2: like, gimmick setup. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like, you can't just keep that going forever. Yeah. Um, but also, the season premiere still has a lot of uh, uh, Jason Mendoza as Derek, so it was great. <laughs> Maximum Derek. Maximum Derek.
3: <laughs>
1: I love Jason Mendoza. I think he should be in everything. <laughs> oh, actually, that reminds me, because I was watching the new season, well, now it's the old season, but now it's on Netflix, of I'm Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I watched that, too. Because he wasn't on it anymore. Or they, like, were... They kind of replaced him off. With, yeah. with Scott Ackerman, yeah. who hosts
2: Comedy Bang Bang, which is that comedy podcast. Yeah, I, I curious, always tell you stories But about I was that. curious
1: why, why they did that. I think they did
2: it because he's in demand. Because he also was in John Wick 3, mm-hmm. so he like probably just had like um, scheduling conflicts. That's my assumption. Yeah. That makes sense. Because they, like, they essentially just, like, 100% replaced his character with yeah. just a different person. it was a like throwaway line. It was
1: like, oh, I wonder if he's jealous that I'm writing with this other person now. And I was like, wait, who? Yeah. And then <laughs> they just never showed him with, like, Miss Fensoukas again. I was like, oh, okay, so he's gone <laughs> Yeah, I think he just
2: was probably had more
1: probably good yeah. place
2: and you That's know, true. John Wick or other movies that he's doing. So if you
1: haven't watched I'm Sorry, please watch. It's, it's
2: really good. so
1: funny. <laughs> and also it's like, it's... <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny and I think it's more funny because I feel like it's so similar to my actual life <laughs> I don't have a child but I feel like Houston that's the kind of I parent have, you would be oh I mean, that's the kind of parent I would be but also he said I have very similar conversations a lot of times and uh-huh. like have similar situations <laughs> a lot of times I'm like this is really my life without a child <laughs> like I it's really funny I <laughs> was dying laughing in the one episode from the second season where she like
2: um, it's like a friend that she used to waitress with, and they just like they have the same birthday, so that and her friend is like a mess, kind of like mm. dating all over the time, and so she. But she forces them to still have their birthday parties together. And they're, like, now, like, in, like, 40. yeah. Or, like, they were, you know, pretty old. And they're, like, doing it at a club or whatever. And she's, like, what are we doing here? Like, and I was, like, this is so relatable. Yeah. And then she is, like, drinking. And she's, like, somebody offers her a vape pen, And she's, like, all right, sure, I'll do that. And she gets too crossfaded and goes into the bathroom, like, two hits. She gets, like, too crossfaded, goes in the bathroom and, like, falls asleep on the toilet and falls (laughs) face forward. Her, out of the stall out of the stall like hits she gets a black eye but she's just in the bathroom with her pants at her ankle <laughs> she's wearing a romper, I think because she to yeah. like, like completely off so she was just like
1: <laughs> completely naked on the floor she just has like
2: and there's other women around her and she just has to like slowly oh, <laughs> like god. the way that that show plays with nudity is so funny because yeah. there's a ton of nudity mm-hmm. but it's all blurred out yeah. you know which
1: makes it so much funnier yes <laughs> oh my it's god like, it's, like, bleeping curse words out, I think, sometimes makes like, it funnier. Yes. Like, on The Office, when they would bleep things out. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's... I would just laugh so hard just to bleep. They like, did that on Parks and, uh, and yeah. Rec a lot, too.
2: <laughs> so good. That's one of my favorite parts in Parks and Rec ever, It's the Valentine's Day episode, where Leslie sets up this, like, very complicated riddle um, <laughs> maze for Ben. Mm. And if one of it is like a cryptex like thing. And she's like, and the code word is the essence of our third date. And he takes it around to everybody and both Andy and Ron just both go. Fucks. (laughs) (laughs) fucks <laughs> <laughs> but they bleeped it out so it's just like so funny like did you try fuck <laughs> 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 like it's bleeped out and it's so funny because we like it's what everyone's thinking yeah. you know? yeah. the essence of our third date <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> well,
1: anything else exciting that we watched i i watched the first episode of on becoming a god in central florida mm-hmm. i'm intrigued and curious. I'll keep watching it. Mm-hmm. I don't have much to report yet. Yeah, I haven't gotten around <laughs> to it yet,
2: but I just also watched a lot of Terrace House. Yes. I'm not through the whole first batch, but
1: I have so many opinions and thoughts about these people. We've talked about Terrace House mm-hmm. before, how it's like the anti-reality, anti-American reality show, sort of, because it's just so real. Yeah. Um. And I, one thing, so typically, Typically when people go into the house, the goal is to one, like focus on their career because they all have like one career focus and goal, but also two is to like find a partner in the house. Um, And I think this year, like, the partner thing is very, like, out there. Everyone's kind of trying to find who their mate is, Mm -hmm. their potential partner. Mm -hmm. But um, there is a character, a character, he's an actual person (laughs) on the show. Cast member. um, House member. House member who, like, has different interests and, like, he does, like, gigs and like part-time jobs and like does all different things so people are like well what are you like really most focused and like most interested in and he's like i don't know i like a lot of things and people are just like oh my god like he's so wishy-washy like he needs to figure out what he wants to do and he made a comment about, like, well, everyone thinks about, like, the antiquated, like, one career thing. They're almost all dead, so who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's so true. Like, get rid of that, like, old school mindset.
2: Like, do you. I mean, it is the era of the gig economy. Mm. It
1: is, but it's it's so interesting how still, like, like, the Japanese culture is still, like, so, like, traditional and, like, old school in that sense. Where everyone's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I have to focus on one thing for my career. And, like... I need to figure out what it is is very early. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to be fucked, basically. Yeah. Um, I need to find love very early. Or,
3: again, (laughs) you're fucked.
1: (laughs) But I feel this season is so good
2: already, though. Mm -hmm. Like, normally it takes, like, a minute for things to kind of, like, heat up and, Mm -hmm. like, things to happen. And it's the first batch of 12 episodes. And there's already been the biggest fight, biggest conflict I've ever seen in a Terrace House ever. And, like... Normally, the conflicts are like, mm-hmm. you ate my meat, and it made me sad, which was, like, yes. very...
1: But this was, like, <laughs> like verbal altercation, like, bam, 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 just, like, going after each other. Mm-hmm. But also, ugh, I wish I spoke Japanese, because I really just, like... I, it, things definitely get lost in got, the subtitles. They get lost subtitles, and, like, I don't... I, like, the way that they say things, like, I don't understand the, like the tone. Always, yeah. yeah, how things are said. So, like, I don't understand why people are so upset about certain things. I'm like, that wasn't a big deal what he said, but I was like, oh my God, he was so, that was so cold. Like, that was so thoughtless of him. And I'm like, was it though? (laughs) (laughs) Did he say it in a really mean way? I don't know. (laughs) But that's, like, part of the charm of it that I Mm -hmm. love.
2: Like, I love that we are the others. I love that, like, things are getting lost in translation and, like, this is something that is not Mm -hmm. meant for an American audience. But like the fact that it's so successful and like resonates with all of us mm-hmm. is like, oh, I just I live for that. It's like yeah, I want to I want to be the one who doesn't quite get it. That True. it's like this wasn't made for me and True. I'm not one hundred percent meant to understand or like won't pick up on all of those nuances. Yeah, and that's fine because you know what, my my white garbage has been pushed on a lot of other people way <laughs> for far too long. True so. That. That's something I really do appreciate about, like, the democracy of the streaming stuff is that mm-hmm. it does feel much more, like, global, international.
1: Yeah. For sure. Or
2: that. Same with British Bake Off. Oh. Just I can't. me all that international I content. i
1: bake-off because I really want to make, like, a lemon tart because they were making lemon curd in one of the last episodes, and I was like, I really want to make some of that stuff, but, like, I'm never going to. Lemon oh. curd is
2: so hard to make. I know, but
1: I like the, like, fantasy or the idea of, like, <laughs> me making this. It's also thing. funny to me that
2: you wanted to make lemon tarts after that because they all failed at it so hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, I think, yeah. because I think I would do a very good job at it. Yes. Like, I want
1: to see how hard this actually is.
2: I was also so happy to see Jamie get off in the second Like, he should not mm-hmm. have been off. On that show no. it's like funny to me like oh like a 19 year old kid being on there but like he was not good he enough was so bad he was so bad <laughs> and I was like so bad we need to have higher standards here come on
0: <laughs> I think he was good enough to get in the tent it was just once he was in there you know crumbled yeah crumbled <laughs> piercing blue eyes, staring
2: at you. <laughs> I, I hate freaking... Paul Hollywood so much. <laughs> I, don't really know what. I, I mean, I love growing, to hate him, but yeah. I hate him. I love him and Prue. I like Prue more than Mary Berry I so do too. much. Yeah. I love Prue. Uh, she's great. And I love how much more she, like, shits on Paul
1: <laughs> you know like she's just down for anything yeah <laughs> and whenever there's alcohol involved anyone's yeah. cooking she's just like mm-hmm. yeah. give me
3: yeah.
2: some of that <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, and I do I
1: obviously love Sandy and yes, Noel, Noel.
0: <laughs> I love right. how like she just shits on him sometimes yeah it's yeah. just like he, there was like one where he was like going through the all the like ingredients and step by step and it was clearly so painful for him <laughs> and like, right when he's done she was like I was like watching you give birth yeah <laughs> so good
2: Uh, I also love, like, something I love about that too is that, like, she's a lesbian, she's queer, and they make jokes about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, they make jokes about the fact that, like, when Noel, they started when he was in, like, the Dorothy yeah. costume, and she's like, oh, I'm weirdly attracted to you now, you know? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. it's not like they shy away from it. It's, like, yeah. it's part of her identity, and, like, we get to joke about it, and, it, like, it, she gets to have punchlines that mm-hmm. allude to it, because, like, that's 100% my yeah. vibe. <laughs> I, I, also, you know? but I also
1: love Noel, because he's, like, he's such a fluid yeah. person, like, and he's just, like doesn't shy away from, like, making sexual jokes to whoever he wants. I mean, not, like, in a creepy way, but, you know. Right. It's not like... But,
2: like, yeah, like, he can be in, like, his glittery boots and, like, you know, breaking gender norms.
1: Also, I love... I haven't watched this week's episode yet that came out yesterday. Yeah, me neither. But... Um, is it Helena who like the god? The, the god.
2: Yeah. I yes. love that he has like a goth oh. And they made the joke the other week when when she when he was like, I just I love you. Yeah. She was like,
1: like she's like I'll have to tell my husband. I I <laughs> <is not laughs> <weird>. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get married. Run away together. I love it so much, and I love having her on the show because there mm-hmm. hasn't been anyone like her. Yeah. Where it's like she's a very good baker, obviously, but mm-hmm. like everything is like a spooky or like a goth theme which yeah. like, i feel like she could just open a bakery and do that like yeah. that would have such oh a huge God. market like yes there are the trisha food would food. be there every week. i know and i told trisha <laughs> about it i was like you would love helena like you don't watch this show <laughs> she could be helena she she's great at baking she does make her skullberry muffins oh yeah I'm to
2: we miss it. you trisha hope you feel better <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and you too victor and you too, yes victor. you too victor <laughs>
2: <laughs> but also, um, make me something. True. <laughs>
1: what are we excited about?
2: I feel like there's nothing I'm like super pumped about, yeah. but have you guys heard about this Honey Boy movie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It looks really interesting. Um, it does. Shia LaBeouf wrote it, um, and it's basically him like be like he plays his like abusive alcoholic mm-hmm. father and Lucas Hedges mm-hmm. like plays the adult version of him and it, it is very meta like it, it the is. trailer like opens with like him you know From clearly in a transformer yeah. moment and like the okay, car yeah, 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 accident I, I where he like yeah. lost his um, fucked up his hand mm-hmm. like so it's gonna play to all of that and like Like, obviously, Shia LaBeouf is a very divisive person and, Mm -hmm. like, problematic, but I do, like, appreciate the artistry of, like, being that self-aware and, like, putting that out there.
1: Uh, I also... um, Yeah, because he is writing it, and it's, like, about him, because, Mm -hmm. like you said, he's very divisive, and I... You know, there's a lot of things that I don't agree with that he's done Mm and said, but I also... Like, this is a, a look inside of his childhood because how it, the trailer comes off as is, you know, he was mm-hmm. his dad was pushing him to keep acting and keep doing and being better. And so I, I wonder if we're going to see how his dad's, like, abuse made him kind of the divisive person he is now. Like, yeah. he's obviously very talented, but... I think that he... Yeah, like, it's a very... It
2: feels like this must be, like, a pretty cathartic experience for him. Yeah. yeah. And... <clears throat> I, I have to respect that mm-hmm. aspect of it, and I think he made a really um, cool choice in the director too. well, I guess, I don't know if he necessarily, I'm assuming he had a big part in, like, <laughs> you
1: know,
2: who, who directed yeah.
0: it. think he just handed
2: off to <laughs> <right>. yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> him. I really like Lucas Hedges. He's yeah also such a talented actor. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know if he's still on Broadway, but he was on Broadway for a while doing oh, the play. Really? Mm-hmm. So... I'm excited to see him on the screen again.
0: I like seeing him in, like, these sort of messier roles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like this and uh, the mid-'90s movie that Jonah Hill directed.
3: Oh,
2: he he was in that? that? Yeah, he's, he's
0: like the... Dick, older brother mm-hmm. he's like pretty abusive but he's yeah. like dealing with his own issues too yeah and uh yeah he's just a super talented mm-hmm. um, he is but like he just seems like you look at him and I just feel like I could give you a hug you know Like I he know. just seemed like the sweetest kid <laughs> but he really knows how to turn it up and uh mm-hmm. so I mean I'm just really pumped to see his version of Shia right
2: and yeah. how That's that all comes across Mm-hmm. yeah and like you know, at the end of the day, he is a good actor.
0: Shia. Like, yeah.
1: yeah. He. Uh, I honestly didn't recognize him. I was watching a trailer, and I was like, yeah. "Wait, who's the dad?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh wait, Shia plays the dad." <laughs> and like what I saw in the trailer of him, like yeah. Was incredible. Yeah, it looks good. Um, well, and I haven't
2: seen the peanut peanut butter falcon either, but I've heard really good things oh, about right. it.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Maybe we're not. Shy Assange. <laughs> Shy Assange. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm into that. Um, I am excited for Joker, which is coming out next week. Yeah. Really? It's that soon? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: October 4th. Um, I mean, it has really good reviews, but now the news has kind of been flooded with like LAPD taking precaution
0: There's at
1: theaters because of the Joker movie. Oh, uh,
0: threats of violence at me. Joker screenings.
1: Yeah. Which. I mean, scares me. Yeah. Um, but I'm also, I, I wonder why, I know it was the Batman movie where, you know, mm-hmm. there was that shooting in Aurora, but why is this movie specifically is getting... Well, kind then it's kind happen? of what we
2: were talking about, too, of, like, it's from this perspective of, like, you know, I've been cheated by society kind mm. of thing, like, f- for that white male narrative, yeah. like, I could see this being the type of movie that resonates like, with it's a, true. you know, like, terrorist shooter mm-hmm. that go like, that could be the kind of but I don't that's like a, that's to me I'm like they see that and then right. they're like, Yeah, I'm gonna go fuck shit up. <laughs> now, like, well whatever. I'm that's it that. Yeah. Not like, oh I wanna like punish people who are going to see this, so it's interesting. Yeah. But like it's just like the awfulness of gun violence in general of just like having to live in this anxiety state of worrying about what's gonna happen. mm mm-hmm. Instead of, like, we should not have to have that kind of anxiety going to no. the GD movies. I know. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I, for me, it's just like, I mean, I grew up on the south side of Chicago.
2: Right. Like, so
0: this is just like, that's just like my upbringing. You yeah. Know? And now it's, it's obviously a much more national issue. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see that attention on it, but it's just interesting to see like people's reactions to things like yeah. for me because it's like i hear that and it's like i'm not i'm gonna see the movie right regardless because yeah, like, it's you know i had to i couldn't stop any other aspect of my life despite so, you know yeah the threat of this and it's just so I, I i get why people are scared but at the same time it's just like that's the goal of any terrorist right mm-hmm. is to prevent you from doing the thing that you want to do
2: yeah yeah and i think also like adding more police into the situation is not a solution no. Yeah, no, like, like that's that making that more fucking. Yeah, I mean, that's like a police help. state is not like like that's almost part of the perpetuation of like terrorism is then like right. shutting down right. like taking away people's. Well, yeah. like which is the,
1: which is the goal of it. It's you know, disrupt your life yeah. and like
2: But then like adding police to that mm-hmm. to then it's like you're just having your life shut down in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah like adding adding police to that situation doesn't not, not gonna yeah. be
1: helpful.
0: But I, yeah. I
2: need less police but in politics. every aspect of everything yeah
0: it's yeah. like that more police has never made me feel like more like morty no no so, you know I mean? it's no. just it's like it's more it's just a lot it, it will make it more nerve-wracking for me yeah um but i guess that's just like ingrained in me a little yeah. bit but still it's just i don't know i i don't want to say that like everyone should just proceed as usual because mm-hmm. i think there is obviously like a heightened awareness for these things and mm-hmm. it's because yeah. it's happening on like a larger scale than it did before and mm-hmm. so i you know but at the same time it's like i don't like you said like it, mm-hmm. the point of it is to disrupt our way of life and so everyone starts changing the way they do things yeah, and that right fucking heavy police presence at movie screenings becomes like a norm like, that's, that's a change. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a drastic change.
2: Yeah. This was addressed on the fosters, because after they had their school shooting scare, there was a fence. They put up a fence, and they were screening kids as they came in. And then Lena gave a really great speech as the vice principal of the school to take down the wall, because that's not the environment that we want to teach our kids, where we close mm-hmm. things out. It's like, we, we get through these through dialogue and you know, mm-hmm. being open, mm-hmm.
1: not shutting ourselves off yeah. and putting walls around it's each also, other I think, off. I mean, the, so the, thanks to Foster's pessimist in <laughs> me is like, I mean, the worst things can happen in like the safest places, yeah. you mm-hmm. know? So as true crime junkies, I honestly, it like quells my anxiety because I'm just
2: like, this can happen anywhere.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the biggest, it's a weird, like like you said, it's, it's, it's a weird like way to look at it, but it does put me at ease in a way. Because it's yeah. like you, the main takeaway I've, I've gotten from so many of these stories, it really doesn't matter like where you are
1: yeah or mm-hmm. what
0: you're doing Like, I
1: think one of the things you know if like when you have trauma in your life like one of the things that really like ingrains or you know holds on to you is like thinking of like oh what could you have done like what yeah. is it that I could have done to prevent this or you know mm-hmm. steps that could have been taken but it's like nothing like yeah. it, that's how life just is like there isn't anything that we can really do to prepare for what someone else is gonna do like mm-hmm. I can't control how someone else is gonna think or yeah. act yeah. so you know like I, I kind of agree though like business like business as
2: usual and mm-hmm. if you can't do business as usual because you know the anxiety or trauma of that is preventing it then like take the steps to address that so you can get back to it, or you can get to a place where right. that doesn't inhibit your choices like right. like that to me are are like f- figure out the coping mechanisms mm-hmm. so that you can get to a version of uh you know a version of being able to live your life comfortably yeah so like and and that's the version of like that's i feel like accounts for business as usual that's not dismissive of like what people are feeling Mm -hmm. because of that you know so it's like you don't have to go do that if it's something that's anxiety producing for you but like address that aspect of it as well of like how do we cope with that so that you can get to a version of Mm -hmm. where you can go to the movies or like you know
1: protect yourself so that that's not inhibiting you. Agreed. But if You're you don't so. want to go to the movies, I mean, I'm excited for Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the new, the last season of Bojack Horseman, which they announced is coming out the 25th, I believe, of October. Mm-hmm. Um, the show is, it's a wild show, but yeah. it gets really, really dark, mm-hmm. which I like. Mm-hmm. Cause it's still, you know, I love, I love adult um animated shows Mm -hmm. where you can actually get really dark and like see some really fucked up stuff but it's like you know it's a cartoon so it's you know not that bad (laughs) um but yeah i'm excited to see how they wrap everything up um it's gonna have a happy ending or not i really can't tell i mean things everything might just fall apart and explode Mm -hmm. who knows but i'm excited for it i don't know if you've, you've watched it
0: i've watched the first few episodes and I was like, so it gets heavier than this. And this yes. is a lot already. Yeah. So yeah. it's one of those things that, like, I have been struggling to get back into, but I know I need mm-hmm. to. But
2: <laughs> Yeah, I watched, like, the first couple seasons, and it got so dark, and I was like, I
1: can't watch this yeah. anymore. <laughs> it gets really dark, but yeah. uh, I was like, I'm, you know, I'm fine with this. Like, don't shy <laughs> away from it. Like, this yeah. is these are some like real issues right. and like serious things that like, <laughs> you know, we can show through a cartoon horse. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, so yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, the other thing I'm excited about, which it,
2: I just know about from filming is Nora from Queens, mm-hmm. which is Aquafina show that Bo and Yang is also going to be in. Yeah did we um did the firing because we talked about shane gillis we did but we did talk about the firing yeah,
1: yeah i'm so glad that that happened
2: yeah.
0: like his fucking response to it too oh my gosh like, the worst yeah such a piece of shit man but
1: yeah it's also like i mean you know because obviously nbc hired him yeah like they need to really like just
2: have some self-reflection as to why they were willing to do that because yeah. again I don't know this guy but I can only imagine that if those are things that happened in the past year like his exactly. style of comedy is not something that would resonate with me at all yeah. but like why was that something you felt like you needed on your show mm-hmm. and then what, where was like your monicum of research like you've been That's here before you've been here before That's the thing. It was like if
1: it happened so recently it's not like it was a tweet from like 15 years ago like right. this happened so recently and it was like a pub, it was very public yeah. so Obviously, they weren't very diligent about vetting their people. I guess, I don't know if they just don't care. They just yeah. want people who they think are funny on the show, but yeah. you know, it's a reflection but, on them too.
2: Yeah, but I'm like 100% happy that that was a swift action mm-hmm. and like I'm ready to just like move on. Go on. they're <laughs> like not going the to replace. I don't even, I don't think they're going are to. Are they going to? Mm. I don't know. They, they don't need to. Yeah, they don't have to. Because well, I they think just... they have the season already started, so they probably couldn't yeah. vet anyone that quickly. That's true.
1: Well, they, because they upped Chris Redd and Heidi Gardner just to regular cast. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just Bowen and Yang and then the new Chloe. Chloe. Art whatever. Her does, last name is. What do they call them? Like the featured or yeah. people. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I feel like, I mean, there's a lot of people on the cast. In fact, like there was one year where there were so many people on SNL and like you saw the featured people maybe once in the season, mm-hmm. like you barely saw them, yeah. so, I'm glad they're not like, I mean, maybe it's the same thing <laughs> coming and coming again, but I mean, you don't need 20 people on there if you're just going to use five of them in every single, you know, sketch. Yeah. It's like, what's the point? Well, especially at this point, like half the show is pre taped you know, yeah, features,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I'm not mad about. Like, they're funny and they're like great for you know, YouTube and after the fact, mm-hmm. so I get why that it's like in that format, yeah, but. Yeah, it's not that that alive anymore. True, <laughs> very true. But like, whatever, they're adapting. There's a reason that show's been on for forty five years. Yeah. Wow. Like that's wild to think about, and it's still Lorne Michaels. Like he's
1: still there. I don't understand. <laughs> Cause don't yeah, understand. they just won. They just won an Emmy. He did.
0: I have not actually watched SNL in so long.
1: Yeah, yeah. I still I still hold out for it. I watch it. I watch it on Hulu. Like when those episodes, I I think their host is like someone who I want to yeah, see. Yeah, exactly.
2: I, I might skip the season opener because it's Woody Harrelson hosting. <laughs> I like, do want to watch it because it is Woody
1: Harrelson. I think if he'll... they know what's
2: good for them, they should also have Lizzo perform this season.
1: She probably will. They have Billie, Billie Eilish opening the season. Mm-hmm. Of course, she's opening like every single season. Yeah, but. Lizzo should also be on. <laughs> if her if her schedule allows for it, I know she's gonna be busy on tour, but you know. Cool we're seeing in a few weeks. What?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh nice. Yeah. I'm glad that's happening. <laughs> 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 you've been like you've been <laughs> firmly backing Lizzo for so long. Mm-hmm. Well
2: this is this is my yeah, like fourth time seeing her live. Nice um i've
1: never seen a live i'm very
2: excited yeah it's gonna be great <laughs> but it's funny because we got like the tickets when they went on sale and you know they sold out immediately but vanessa keeps joking that she's gonna like resell the uh, uh, like we have six tickets she's like joking that we're gonna resell half of them because they're going for like 300 wow, now wow really yeah i mean because it's, it's at the yeah, palladium uh. i do want to see her i <laughs> was
1: like please don't sell my ticket i already paid you for it that is isn't but if you do i get it
2: that's a lot of money no i would never are you kidding me like there's honestly no money in the world it's to just fair. like as an as a lizzo evangelist i would never deprive someone of that experience to someone who didn't diligently buy their tickets when they went on sale in this last minute cuz they just got on the Lizzo train. I'm looking at you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> i never heard of her. We've yeah. been here for four years, and I know that's a lie, because I definitely talked about Lizzo you when we worked dead. together. She didn't process
3: it at the time. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and I was like, oh,
3: okay, yeah.
2: I hear that from a lot of people now who are coming around, mm. being like, wow. <laughs> you were talking, that is that the person you were telling me was about? Is that who you were saying?
1: <laughs> oh, that, that Lizzo, this, that same Lizzo?
2: Yeah, the, same one? the Lizzo I saw at the Echo with, like, 500 people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Lizzo. And she was just as good then damn I just saw a video she still she had dancers and a whole thing at the echo oh really like she has been doing this like she didn't just like Mm -hmm. get her money and like now she has all this production value like she's been bringing that energy for years like she had dancers and costumes and like a great opener and the same DJ like Mm. The show has gotten
1: bigger, but, like, the core of what she's been doing has been... That's awesome. ...the same. I just saw a video, I think it was a show in Virginia, where they brought out all these rescue puppies, because they were working with, like, an animal rescue Mm. in the area, so her and all her dancers had, like, little puppies that they were holding, Oh, they were like performing. They were just like standing there. Yeah. Like, I mean, they can't dance with those puppies. They would get like
3: yeah, that <laughs> was crazy <nice>. vertigo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I was like, that's so amazing. Yeah. Puppies and Lizzo. What what can be better than that?
2: Truly, uh, my dreams. All of my dreams coming together. <laughs> Uh, and with that, yet again, I should feel like I should have a dedicated like Lizzo corner. <laughs> the Lizzo update of the week is <laughs>
0: I love it. Uh, the only the I meant to talk about this a couple weeks ago and I just didn't, but it's coming out uh, like next month, so figured dress it as Dolomite is my name.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm really excited for that because it is what sounds like the return to form for eddie murphy
2: yeah that's mm-hmm. like
0: i've been waiting for for a long time yeah. and it's kicking off like this overall comeback for him where mm-hmm. he's going to host snl for the first time in like, a couple decades
3: oh wow and
0: he's also doing a stand-up comedy tour mm-hmm. which everyone had been spec like wondering yeah. for the longest time yeah. when he would yeah. make his return and i think i'm particularly excited about that aspect because he's so defined by, like, Delirious and Raw, mm-hmm. which was, like, such a long time ago. and right. He was such a young person who did not have, like, eight – I think he has eight kids now. Like, his life, life was totally yeah. different. Yeah. And even he said that, like, he watches it and he cringes at so much. Right. At it, about, like, the language and the things that he was saying. And it's, like, that stuff was funny-ish. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I love those stand-ups. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They don't – they did not age well at all. <laughs> right. Like, re-watching yeah. them, it's, like, this is – this isn't funny, really, mm-hmm. anymore. But at a time, they were. Yeah. So, it's, like, exciting to see how he can – like, what he's learned from all that, how he's grown yeah. as a person, but also, like, how he stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it's just the overall, like, the big comeback of Eddie Murphy and yeah. the fact that it's kicking off with what is now, like, a critically acclaimed film mm-hmm. already. Uh, and yeah, this
1: is, like, his passion project,
2: yeah. right? Like, he's like, this yeah, is a movie I've been exciting. wanting to make for a long time. I
1: don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but I watched um, the his episode on comedians in the in a car in the car getting coffee with yeah yeah Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld um and he like it was pretty deep like they both got like very like vulnerable mm-hmm. and Eddie Murphy was talking about how like he's just been so afraid to mm-hmm. do anything that any new because like he just doesn't want to come back as a failure like he's so hard on himself mm-hmm. and he like of course he doesn't want to come out and like just half-ass it like if he's coming back like it has to be good but because he's so hard on himself like it's so hard for him to like have material that he thinks is good enough for it so I mean like, he has very, some of like the worst bombs in yeah. yeah so like he's and also you know he's gone through like he lost his brother was it last year so mm-hmm. like like he's been going through a lot of stuff as well so he just like is very not to you know quote a show but like he's very raw like at the moment <laughs> like he's yeah just, you know he's having a very hard time with the comeback and he's like super super nervous about going back on stage which mm-hmm. i was you know surprised about but like it makes sense like we're yeah. all just humans you can't mm-hmm. I can't assume that everyone's comfortable with what yeah. they do, even though if they're good at it. But yeah. it was like so interesting seeing it come from him directly. Where he was like, "I'm super nervous. Like I'm scared yeah. to do this." But
0: I mean, it's it's a hard thing to go from like he was what like Kevin Hart is now. Mm-hmm. From, like he was the biggest thing ever yeah. to being like a laughingstock and like just a, a joke to
3: yeah. yeah. a lot of
0: people. And that's it's a hard it's hard to fail ever. Yeah, right? like I fail in my job. It's just I can fix it and mm-hmm. I still take it really hard mm-hmm. but to fail on like a public scale that exactly. everyone will f- remember forever and constantly reference that's a whole other thing yeah. and within with his personal stuff it's like I don't blame him for not for like taking his sweet ass time with oh, yeah,
1: and absolutely. I wouldn't
0: have blamed him if he never made a comeback
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: the fact that he's doing it now is like I'm I'm happy yeah. as a fan of his to, like, see him return in mm-hmm. such a strong way. And
1: life. I hope he's happy coming back. Because I know there's been a lot of pressure, too. Like, people have been like, you have to come back. You have to keep doing stuff. Like, but it seems like this is what he wants to do. Yeah. So yeah. that makes me, you know, feel I'm better. glad <laughs> that, like,
2: it's it has, like, baked for this amount of time, you know, like, that he didn't host the Oscars, that that, like, fell through. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't oh, think that right. would have been mm-hmm. a great venue to, like, you know do that because hosting the Oscars has never
1: been good like no host has ever been good (laughs) so like yeah it's like mediocre at best exactly you know what I mean like (laughs) people are doing
2: their best work there like
1: Chris Rock obviously was
2: like those are the most memorable ones and then like Billy Crystal those are like the two memorable ones but everybody else it's like they maybe had one moment Yeah. Yeah. but like you know those are not, that's not, like, the venue to be, like, a uh, return to and form. Back. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. this is way so better, like, I mean, I'm sure for him, like, way more artistically fulfilling. Oh, for sure. Than yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He said he needed to come back in a way that would remind people why they liked him. Yeah. And I think he was really smart in doing it this way. Yeah.
2: Because honestly, and like, yeah, like, as the the queer person in the room, too, (laughs) it's like, ooh, like, uh, you know, he makes me nervous for a lot of those, like, views, which, like, again, very different era, Mm -hmm. very different time. He was very young, but, Mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, people don't need to be, like, obviously can't speak to every voice, whatever. And, like, I'm someone who, uh, like, is excited by this new movie. I think it
1: is he's exactly mm-hmm. hitting it and i feel like him as a person it just seems like he because of you know the downfall i guess you could say like he has taken the time to learn and like understand mm-hmm. what was so wrong like i like the fact that he does cringe at his like old stand-up and he's yeah. like oh my god um i like and i don't want to compare louis ck to eddie murphy but like <laughs> like louis yeah. ck who you know very publicly people were like what you did was wrong and he's still just like no, I don't know. I don't think so necessarily like he's not going to learn from his shit but yeah. You know, it's it definitely is a a good time for like personal personal growth. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
3: growth growth growth
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. and like that's the generation that we need it from mm-hmm. yeah you know it's like it, this old dog can't learn new tricks thing it's like mm-hmm. let's all you let's can't go putting back stuff back. on your on your age and like you yeah know, and your be like, background. i came from a different time it's like yeah but like you're an intelligent person you don't have to be Can... racist yeah like <laughs> Yeah, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to hold, like, Eddie Murphy to this standard when it's, like, there's hundreds of old white dudes mm-hmm. that are way worse,
0: yeah. like, not yeah.
2: being given, at, like, held to that kind of harsh standard. Yeah. And I, and
0: I, I just feel like everyone deserves an opportunity to, to grow mm-hmm. and yeah. to, like, exhibit that growth. And then it's, mm-hmm. like, it's, so it's not always to me about, like, what you said before. It's about how you, how you tackle it now. Ex- yeah. yeah. And Absolutely. a lot of people have not, they fumbled that that aspect of things. Yeah. Um, I mean we just I mean even though the Shane Gillis thing it wasn't that big of a gap, but, but still... like he still had a chance and he fumbled it hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and in a way that's like, in my opinion, pretty irredeemable. It's like yeah. you're not, like apologetic, you don't give a shit. Like, no, you're, you're not, not trying to take
2: any accountability yeah. or like actually take this as a moment to self-reflect. Mm-hmm. And you're
0: using comedy as just like as your cloak to be like, well I'm a comic so I'm just, exactly it's like that doesn't fly for everything and nope. i do feel like eddie understands that yeah mm-hmm. and that it's it you'll we'll see a lot of that i hope in in his stand-up and yeah band. so yeah so yeah you know, that's 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 and it's coming to america too you know
2: yeah so true, just true. a great way to round that <laughs> <open>. <laughs> and i'm excited because titus burgess is in it too yeah. and i love oh, yes. him and i think he's like a perfect fit for uh-huh. that style yeah, yeah. of yeah it'll be great and I'm also just, like, a fan of, like, the that kind of, like, blaxploitation films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, um, because I saw I also finally started watching Glow. Yeah. And they have a, a character on there who is, like, a stand-in for Pam Greer type. Mm-hmm. And, but it's, like, she's kind of, like, past her,
3: mm-hmm. um,
2: you know, she, like, thought she was gonna probably be a little bit more successful and mm-hmm. is, like, doing this. And it's, like, I love that era. It's
0: yeah <laughs> oh, yeah it's it's a great era in film absolutely yeah and it's equal parts like <laughs> it's equal parts like g- gorgeous and just hilarious yeah and like some of the like like, just, like car wash old... is
2: such a great movie like that's not a blaxploitation film but, like <laughs> i'm just thinking of like yeah like that those that like scene with richard pryor right yeah. and like car wash like that's yeah like I love those kinds of like just day in the life, like yeah. weird shit that was made sometimes or made in the seventies. Yeah.
0: Yeah, a little bit of budget and we're like, let's make a movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna like yeah,
2: throw some weird
0: stuff around. Learn kung fu on the fly. Yeah. Great.
1: That's funny. Cool. Well, I think that wraps it up. Yeah, feel it feels like a mega megastone. I think it was a mega sound yeah. yeah. <laughs> When we
2: yeah, when we have to uh, a week off, we got a lot to catch up got on. A lot of stuff to talk about.
1: Mm-hmm. Thanks for tuning in, episode ten. Woo, decade. <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye.
0: Bye, guys. Thank you for tuning in. The Just for Us podcast is produced by Bleakly, your source for minority nerd culture news. Make sure to check out Bleakly if you are interested in learning more about the topics we covered today. And last but not least, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JFU Podcast to let us know if there's anything in entertainment that you want us to cover. We'll be back next week. Talk to you soon.